Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Welcome into the Draft Aftermath show for 2023, or as Jay likes to call it, the Draftermath. You are indeed listening to Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live on a Sunday night, April the 30th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Our last little bit of football, we get the Super Bowl, we get the time off between the Combine, and now we get the NFL Draft, and this will be it for football for us. Uh, until it's training camp time and time to get ready for the actual real season to come. Uh, Jay, uh, any early thoughts or impressions about this year's uh, NFL draft? It's always well, – well, hang on, hang on. I gotta, I'm getting all my grades compiled that I can hand out here on the show tonight, you know, because we, we, we have to have all of our draft grades. Uh, no. Who, who has nope, the greatest I, draft? Who gets graded oh, highest for the draft? I, I don't mean, have any of have those. No I am just joking. So this, <laughs> if this is the place that people come to listen for draft grades, uh, this ain't it. Wrong place. Is that business, the draft grade business, is really just, you know, this is a whole lot of confirmation bias, right? You you just want to know how your team did because most of the people probably don't watch any college football. I, I don't watch much college football. Um, I but I definitely am I'm always invested in the draft. Which, which is which is funny. Um, obviously, there's names that you know. Uh, it's fun to watch teams fall all over themselves in certain ways and, and to do things. But it, it was a draft. It, it was very strange. You know, there were a lot of trades, a lot of minor trades. We didn't have the big name players this year getting traded like we had last year. We right. had a lot of that movement um, before the draft, so we didn't have you know, A.J. Brown getting traded in the middle of the first round. Uh, we we did have a lot, you know, a lot of pick trades. You know, we'll move up six spots and give you something later or swap picks with you and give you a, another pick next year. There was a lot of that. Um, you know, we'll always, you know, jury's always out to see how well this plays out. Um, but I'm sure we have our thoughts. You know, we, we I watched all of night one. And all of night two, I, I, I suffered through the last <laughs> hour of each night. Um, I, I watched NFL Network this year because I hadn't in a, in, in a while. I'd been doing ESPN the last few, right. last few years and kind of wished that's the way I had gone. It's, I know that's <laughs> not the normal on this show. Usually we just knock ESPN and say lots of good things about NFL Network. The commercials, first of all, it was just a commercial fest. The whole thing was just a disaster. You couldn't get into the rhythm of the draft. I mean, halfway through what seemed like three- and four-minute blocks of commercials, you would see that first-round picks were in, 
uh, and, and, and then they wouldn't announce the picks until you know the commercial break was over. But it, it was it, that made it a very rough watch. I miss the days when we would get a commercial free first. Just find a sponsor to give us a commercial free first round because I tell you that added at least an hour to the night um, because and then on day three, um, the little bit that I saw, you know, you're coming back from commercial and they're just lining, just, just picks just flying in. Cause I love, I love the last day. It's just pick, 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 pick. Um, yep. and then you'd have to just catch up. So I could have done with a little less of the commercials. I thought that the overall broadcast was very flat and boring on NFL network too, that the booth for them did not do much. Uh, there's nobody up there that really, I have any need for Rich Eisen's kind of going Berman territory. Um, oh, no. Where it's more just like shtick now. Uh, don't care too much for Daniel Jeremiah, who's basically there, Mel Kuyper Jr. Um, Charles Davis was up there. And then when they cut to these other other guys, um, don't care for, you know, either one of them. Whoever one of them is that. Were. One of them is that Peter Schrager, who's a complete gas bag. Um, <laughs> right. You know, a- anybody from that morning show that NFL Network has, you can just put in a boat and sink. <laughs> well, there you go. Jay has made his opinion known on that uh, NFL morning show, which I don't have much use for either. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if those commercials are all lined up. Uh, are those breaks all lined up? Uh, with with ESPN, I didn't get the sense that it was too many commercials like you did. I am aware of that same uh, rhythm of a team has made their choice, but we just started the commercial break. Therefore, we're not going to see that choice for the next three minutes. We know they got to have their yep. spots. Um, so I don't know if those are all aligned and NFL Network and ESPN take the same breaks at the same time and no matter what the the situation is with the picks i'm i'm ignorant of how that works exactly um i guess it was run well enough to me to where i didn't feel overrun by the uh commercials there's there's a lot of commercials there's going to be a lot of commercials it's a big product it's it's uh, amazing how big they've made the draft from when we were growing up to what it is now it's an absolute monster uh, the NFL can do no wrong, it seems. Um, and it's it's huge. It, Kansas City was huge. It was lit. It was uh, a crazy atmosphere. It, it, there were no games being played. I'm sure I uh, said the same thing last year and a year before, but I'm just amazed at how much excitement they gin up for an event in which no games are won or lost. It's just it's, it's a draft. It's just a draft. That's, that's all it is, but they've gotten the, the maximum excitement out of it. Um, I don't remember ever checking out the ABC version of the draft. I don't know how long they've been doing that. But this year I decided we uh, had a brief discussion on text about how we were going to watch the draft. And the reason you're doing uh, – and if you reason you did NFL Network is because I told you I want to do ESPN because I want to look at them and ABC – and see if it's a different broadcast. I think I've always been under the impression that since ESPN and ABC are both, you know, woke Disney companies, I, I thought that was a simulcast all this time. I thought it was the exact same telecast, and it's not. It's a completely different production on ABC, and now I'm aware of that. So there's there's three options for our purposes, for anyone who 
wants to watch the draft, and they made it big enough to where they can split it off on two different networks under the same yeah. company and have two different. I didn't think they would allocate those kind of resources. To those are massive productions, those draft productions, and they're doing it twice with two whole different casts of, of characters, and uh, and it's a different telecast as well. It's more. Uh, person-oriented or character-oriented, I guess, on ABC, where they're uh, talking more about the players' uh, hobbies and interests outside of football, uh, what they majored in in college, as if any of them were taking classes in college. Uh, you know, a handful may, yeah. may have, maybe. Don't, don't care. Glad I don't skipped ca- that don't. one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's slightly interesting when they co- – only when they come across – people who have like really out there different personalities and, and characters. Like one guy uh, loves snakes and they were sitting there filming him with all his snakes and whatnot. It's, it's not all that interesting, but at the same time, I couldn't take my eyes away. Cause I'm just looking at this guy, a uh, big burly. I, I don't remember. He's an offensive lineman or defensive lineman, but he's a big, big black dude and loves his snakes and just, having them crawl all over him and, and riding in a car with them. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I, I guess, well, it, you know, uh, his anaconda don't want none unless you bun son. I mean, it, it, at least it's something, at least you're, you're is a little different than just the guy gets on stage and Dion gets up there and slobbers all over him and thanks God for him and all that stuff. At least it's something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, so they they shared one resource, those two telecasts, uh, and that's Susie Culber interviewing the player while he's crying uh, right after he got drafted. But the way they did it is on Espen, it was live right after he got drafted. But on ABC, they would kick to – whatever if he was interesting enough they would kick to a package about him off the field then oh. they would come back and uh some other blonde tricks whose name is escaping me at the moment would be interviewing <laughs> the parents okay talking to the crying mama and the crying daddy then they would come back after that and play the Susie Colbert interview almost pretending like that's live right after they talked to the parents but I know from watching the the Espen telecast that wasn't live they did that with with Sylvie Culver right after they got picked, right after they uh, molested okay. Roger Goodell, uh, they would go right, they would go right to Sylvie Culver. So they were sort of uh, copy and pasting the Sylvie Culver interview on ABC uh, after they played all the the, the pe- uh, people of interest and and family interviews and whatnot. So uh, it wasn't exactly uh, sh- you know sharing the exact same broadcast. That, that was just one little element that they did at this that they did the same uh, on both networks. Other than that, it was a completely different broadcast with a completely different crew breaking everything down. Um, I'm trying to remember ESPN was the, was the normal uh, uh, Mike Greenberg, uh, Booger McFarland, uh, Mel, of course, the, the man who they call him the man who invented the draft, which is funny, uh, Mel Kuyper, um, and maybe a couple other uh, former players uh, here and there. And on ABC, it was, I think they, is the college guys, is it Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet um, and uh, Desmond Howard. Uh, so okay. the guys who uh, I think do a lot of the college games. So they had a little more insight into their, the actual games that these guys played and how great they were in individual games. So they were able to add that to the, uh, to the broadcast because of course 
uh, you know, Greeny and, and uh, the other guys, they really didn't, you know, watch as many of the games. They weren't as, uh, uh, as well-versed on the actual game footage. They were relying uh, a little bit more on the, uh, the, you know, the tape, uh, like, like what I do when, you know, I don't watch college football and neither do you. So I'm sitting there, a lot of these guys that tape that they play after they get picked, that's the first time I've ever seen them. And that's my initial impression. So, uh, if you've listened to our draft show before, you know, that all of our, all, you know, all our breakdowns are pretty much going to be this little five seconds of, of film that they played after they got drafted. And that's going to be our impression of, is this guy any good or not? And, so it's not fair necessarily to judge him on that, but we always will smile and remember watching the little five second clip of, of Johnny Manziel. After well, you he took got the drafted. words right out of my mouth <laughs> and going, this we guy's knew. not going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> we no knew. way in hell. <laughs> like, did you see that clip package of Johnny, Johnny football? That was terrible. <laughs> He's, that's not going to work in the NFL. He's sitting there jumping was, over the yeah, linemen was, and shit. That, no. It was that jump spin throw you can do in Madden. <laughs> just the just YOLO balls that his receivers were, were coming down with. And like, like, oh, yeah. So, or, right. On the people who want the hard-hitting commentary, uh, sometimes you don't need to be an expert to be able to look at something and go, this don't seem right. Uh, no. No. The smell test. It didn't smell right. Nothing about Johnny yeah. football ever smelled right. And, and we were 100% correct on that. So. Uh, we're very, uh, very always going to be very proud of that. Yes, we will um, always pat ourselves on the back for correctly calling that Johnny uh, football would completely flop. Um, yep. it, I tell you what, it's enough of a spectacle. I got home my first night because I watched almost all of this on my phone. I, I just did the seven-day free trial of one of the streaming apps, which I remembered to cancel today, which was good, so it cost me nothing. And I watched the draft that way, and I got home the first night, and I'm watching it, and my daughter – asked me what I was watching and I was telling her all about it. And she said, she wants to go. I, said, I want to go to that. Like, huh. oh, okay. So maybe when you're a little older, I think 11 might be a little, <laughs> a little young um, to, to, to pack you, up the family and take them to the NFL draft. But they, they had something like the, that with so much dead time. Man, they had quite the crowd there. Um, oh my God. I mean, that national crowd they had a few years ago was huge. This one yep. was, was enormous. So, they definitely put on the, the spectacle in the show, so so good for them. I mean, the NFL definitely knows how to produce content. If the only thing they miss the boat on that they get trumped by another sport is their trade deadline, which is still a baseball-dominated event, if football could create that kind of hype midseason, they would they would really have themselves something going. They're they're trying the last couple of years. Uh, when they extended the dates and you started to see more trades late. But, yeah, if they, until they get to that point, then they'll just dominate everything. Yeah. I, I, they're they're doing better with the trade deadline. Uh, but, oh, my God, you want more uh, NFL dominance, especially during the season? Nothing exists during the NFL season as it is no. except the NFL. So I don't just know. Saying, they... That's the only, <laughs> only place that they don't oh my God. crush their competition. You briefly alluded to some of the uh, drama and and things uh, NFL related that got cleaned up before the draft began, yes. so therefore we didn't have to deal with it. So there was that, that. I guess that's part of the drama from last year that made last year's draft so crazy was uh, key players 
uh, that couldn't come to agreements. And, and so teams just saying, you know what, you're our number one receiver, uh, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, uh, we'll just deal you. We'll just get rid of you and, and uh, send you back in and get some, some picks and, and see if we can replace you uh, during the draft. So we didn't have that. We had uh, several long national nightmares ended before the draft ever came around as far as uh, Lamar Jackson finally got his bag, uh, was not completely guaranteed. It never was going to be. Uh, he finally gave up the ghost and, and stopped asking for that. Um, he did very well for himself anyway. Um, don't think he's going to go broke anytime soon unless he has a bad gambling habit. Um, Daniel Snyder and the Washington Potato Skins football team, Yay Sports Commanders, uh, that seems to finally be uh, something that's going to be uh, – that divorce that's been long rumored is, is finally going to happen. Uh, everyone in Washington should be rejoicing about that. Um, I probably will try to get a hold of Tim sometime this off season and get him on the show to talk about that because that is a major, major thing in Washington uh, that, that clearly the worst ownership group uh, in the league. Uh, all of yes. Them. In football, yeah. Yeah, there, anybody else is a distant second. Very much. Uh, yeah. um, Maybe the Chargers. The Chargers might be next. Um, and, and the Karen Rodgers to the Jets thing, which have been so long rumored, finally gets uh, consummated, and, and he's embracing New York fully. He's on all the uh, playoff games. He's on the big screen at the Knicks game today. He's uh, making himself known as, as a local celeb. I think he was at uh, maybe a New York hockey game, whichever team is in the playoffs up there in New York. Uh, so, yeah, everything's all good. It's, it's definitely a, a honeymoon period. It's the absolute definition of honeymoon period. Everyone is all smiles. Everyone is so happy to see Aaron Rodgers get back to me in December, New York. Just saying. Just, just throwing it out there. Well, your nightmare is now over. Oh, the uh, the owner of the Chicago Bears has now moved yes. out to New York. Yes. You've been waiting for this for so long. And now so you finally So happy to have. see him gone. Well, you know what? Uh, he, he is finally gone. He's it, the what's so aggravating about him was that even these last few years, when he was clearly diminished and clearly not the same player, still kicking the Bears' ass, still owning the Bears. Oh, he'd still get up for those Bear games, wouldn't he? Yeah. Find a way. He'd find a way to beat the Bears even after he's uh, spinning around in a circle and throwing uh, Frisbee interceptions in the end zone to, against the Lions and putting up almost no points and, and just looking like complete shit. Uh, but here's the Bears game up. There's old Aaron Rodgers. He's back to looking like uh, the, the old Aaron that we know. <sighs> so, yeah, we don't have to deal with that anymore. So that that is, uh, that is a good thing. Uh, so yeah, we, we had those issues resolved before the draft, uh, ever came around. So that those things were not looming over uh, anyone's heads. You almost get the feeling that Roger Goodell, you know, engineered some things and said, okay, got the draft coming. Let's get these things moved along. Let's, let's hurry up. We don't want all of this hanging over our heads. Um, and it's in the team's interest as well to get these things moved along. Uh, the Jets didn't want to have to kick this trade even farther down the road and not uh, the Packers didn't want to have uh, compensation for next year. They wanted to get this thing done so they can have picks for this year. 
so that they can try to replenish now for uh, you know for their for their roster. Uh, Lamar and the and the Ravens wanted to get it done. Ravens wanted to know what you know what they're dealing with as the draft comes along, so they they know what picks they want to make and, and fortify their team. So yeah, everything w- was in place um, and, and the draft was set up and, and everyone was full speed and ready to go. Um, all day lead in on NFL Network. I'm sure you didn't watch all the the all day lead in. I that. did not because I my lead in was uh, working. Right, so I, I was I was working. So where I got lucky was that I, you know, with the the TV service that I was using, was able to re- start recording. I had just had it set to record the draft, so I just put on something on the radio. They listened to a podcast, so I had no idea what was going on so when i got home and i started streaming it you know an hour behind which was actually i would recommend the way to do it because that actually allowed me to jump through a lot of the commercials which was nice and when it really got hard for me was when i caught up completely 100 percent caught up jumping ahead was there was still an hour left to go on almost each night which tells you how much you know, I was able to jump through that much of uh, commer- I mean, that many commercials. It took me that deep into the draft and still had time to go. Well, guess what? That's exactly what it's like watching NFL football. You uh, tape it and you, yeah. you're doing something, you get home yeah. and you get to fast forward through the commercials and actually watch the game. You don't have to watch, you know, right. two minutes of action and then three minutes of commercials. And then the two hard minutes part of action. is staying spoiler free, which I did. Yes. So it still felt it still felt fresh and and live to me. I stayed off Twitter. Uh, I, you didn't text me. I told you don't send me anything. You know, I was trying to go radio silent. So I actually managed to get it all completely fresh, even though I was watching big chunks of it both nights on tape delay. Yeah, I, I respected your wishes and and didn't break in when uh, the Houston Texans decided to take the first six spots in the draft and. and uh, <laughs> Right, so cannibalize all, them all for themselves. That was that was all, you know. I got all of that as if I had watched it live, and 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 that that's that that made that part of it all uh, fun. So all day leading on NFL Network, I didn't check any of that out. I was working myself as well. Three hour lead in on uh, Espen, which they uh, packaged as like college game day extended. So they really uh, tried to package that. They they tried to fool you into not thinking it's an NFL draft preview show that's starting at, you know, three in the afternoon. Uh, they called it college game day. No, it's just a draft preview with the college guys. That's all it was. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and, and no lead in on ABC. They, they, they got two nights or whatever, three, three, uh, if you count the uh, Saturday, uh, three days of, of the actual network of the, of the big, the big guy, ABC, the, the actual, uh, over-the-air network, they, they got all that footage. They, they actually had to go through the old school, uh, if you remember. You know, of course, you're going to remember. But when, when sports, NBA Finals, World Series, whatever, would preempt uh, whatever regular yeah. drama or whatever was being telecast, they would have to put up the bumper at the beginning. The episode of, of Dallas and Knott's Landing tonight will not be seen due to the uh, NBA Finals of 1988 or what have you. Uh, and they actually had to do that on the ABC telecast. So whatever was being broadcast that night was being preempted because of the uh, the NFL draft. Uh, so I don't know who 
decided to approve that, but that shows you the again the monster that football is. Uh, they they took out the whatever programming was was supposed to be there and said, no, we're going to show this uh, completely made up event, the NFL draft. No games are being played. We're preempting just to show you guys walking across the stage in suits. Uh, and I would I, I was... be shocked if that pulled a bigger number than any of their regular Thursday night lineup. It's the NFL. I'm sure it dominated. Um, I, I was struck there in Kansas City by how many boos the Chiefs got when they took the stage right there at the beginning of the draft. They brought out, of course, yes. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey uh, holding the championship. Um, there's quite a few boos, and that just shows, of course, how many fans of other teams make these pilgrimages uh, and migrations to the main cities uh, just to go to the draft. So uh, it, it, it really is a monster. It really is something that people have, have put on their calendars and, and made the pilgrimage. They're going to make the pilgrimage up to Motown next year in Detroit, and I don't know how many people are going to survive that trip and, and not ever leave Detroit, but I'm sure there's going to be. <laughs> Uh, a few that, that have some some issues there up in in Motown. Uh, so yeah, well, they could go build right a into, whole draft complex there with all the vacant properties in Detroit. Uh, draft City, absolutely. They could and, and stay there. Just have the draft there every year. Have a whole uh, city unto itself. Plumbing, housing, restaurants, libraries, all surrounding the NFL draft because there's absolutely that much property up there in Detroit that they could take over and do that with. Uh, so jump right into uh, to pick one, uh, Carolina and, and, and Bryce Young. And there's a little bit of a mystery going in. What, was there, were they going to make Bryce Young the number one pick? But I think after all was said and done, they kind of had to. I think the other guys, that it wasn't really a choice. You started to see it all firm up a few hours before. I did see in the lead up, you started to see – the word coming from the, you know, quote unquote experts that this was going to be the pick. So there wasn't really any drama here with with them taking Bryce Young. You you knew who the sort of mixed bag of quarterbacks were going to be going in. But the main question really seemed to be, you know, Young or Stroud, right? That was really – the big question. I didn't see any of the other guys jumping into that one spot. Uh, Carolina announced that they were they're keeping the pick, so they weren't going to trade out of that spot. So that was that was a done deal. But really, it just became more of a one-two thing. Is this Stroud then Young or Young then Stroud? Right. That that was uh, it. So the Panthers take Bryce Young, Mel Kiper, who has been fixated on how slight. Uh, Bryce Young is. He's, yeah, he's got some Kyler Murray feeling mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, he's short and he's also skinny. Uh, Kype says, you'll hold your breath on every hit, quote, just like with Tua in Miami, unquote. Oh, um, no. No, Mel. <laughs> Mel? <laughs> Not the same. Not even close to the same. One guy can't stop putting up gang signs when he gets hit in the head. This isn't the same thing at all. I don't know how he decided to land on that particular uh, comparison. So right off the bat, the first pick, it's like um, these guys are already making some wild outlandish uh, comparisons. That would not be anywhere close to the last wild outlandish comparison that would be made uh, on the ESPN version of the draft. Uh, Houston at number two, uh, thanks to Lovey, because they could have had number one, but Lovey Smith said, nah, 
we're going for two. We're winning this game, and we're yeah. screwing the Texans. And so they, if I don't know how much they love Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, or maybe they love C.J. Stroud the whole time. I, I don't know. Uh, so they have to take the runner-up QB in C.J. Stroud, whether they wanted him or not. Uh, Stroud, of course, the killer from Ohio State. Uh, ironically, his highlights uh, show great accuracy, awareness. Um, he didn't need to really run because he was too busy playmaking downfield. And you know what that reminded me of? Deshaun Watson, stay out of the massage parlors, kid. You got a bright future. <laughs> just don't do anything stupid. It, it really did look just like Deshaun to me. So uh, they get the Deshaun replacement, I guess, in, in Stroud, and they get themselves set up uh, pretty nicely, I think. Uh, you know, my, my guy, General Mills, had his shot. It didn't work out for him. No. No, you, you were president and sole member of the Davis Mills fan club. And, I mean – it didn't go well. He benched uh, midway through the season. Then he was doing that that timeshare yeah. for a while. Was that with Jeff Driscoll, I believe? <laughs> yeah. It was bad. So, yeah, <sighs> the Texans definitely, I mean, they they tried to tank. They were so bad they couldn't even properly tank. <laughs> Thanks for lovey. Gotta and, love yeah, lovey. And, and end up giving that number one pick to the Bears, who then trade that off to the Panthers. And but hey, the, the Texans—they'll tell you they got the guy they wanted all along, right? That's the way it always works out. Every single team will tell you they got the guy they wanted all along. So don't ever listen to what teams tell you about their pick because they're all going to say, "Yeah, this is the guy yeah. we wanted." No, nobody is going to mistake C.J. Stroud for Tua, though. <laughs> Just like Tua, he's slight and he, he might get hit. You, you have to hold your breath every time he gets. No, no. <laughs> Not the same thing at all. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. All right. Then at three, starts to get fun. Houston, again. Huh? What? Yeah, Never it, seen this. This this <laughs> one was new. Yeah, back to back. Uh, Texas make a big trade with the Arizona Cardinals. They get Houston's 12th and their 33rd and their first round pick next year and their third round pick next year. So uh, quite the price to pay. You know what? I love it for Arizona. They need everything, so they need more picks. So that that makes perfect sense for them. There's nobody at three that was going to, you know, dig them out of the hole that they're in. So, yeah, absolutely uh, no problem with uh, the Cardinals doing that. Texas apparently think they, you know, get this bang-bang one-two and solve a problem on offense and solve a problem on defense, and now they're set up to immediately contend. Uh, so they they obviously loved Will Anderson, big uh, edge rusher, uh, big bold move by Houston, smart move by Arizona. They need a lot of players. Uh, Anderson dapped up Goodell so hard, I thought maybe they were doormates at Alabama or something. They really were were, were yeah. hugging it out, and and I think Goodell was airborne at one point. So that was that's always funny to see the guys uh, sort of toss him around like he's a rag doll. Uh, I, I didn't see the speed uh, on film. For, from from Anderson again, these are you know thirty second highlight packages, so you know, a lot of things that I'm interpolating from very small highlights. Um, I didn't see a lot of speed. I, I saw motor. I saw a lot of power. Very strong, and he wants to make an impact every down. So I, I'm not going to argue uh, the pick, uh, and I'm not going to argue uh, the move by the Texans. If it works out, they got a killer on defense, uh, on pass rush. And they got the quarterback of the future. It's very bold, uh, but but I like it. Big balls on them. 
for a team that's been sort of adrift these last few years. You know, they they went from relevance to obscurity in 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 like the snap of a finger. And that division is so terrible. It, it won't take much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> small moves will be large in in that division. Um especially as you go through, you know, we're able to, like the, the next team we're going to talk about, uh, the Colts uh, making the move to get the quarterback. You start looking at that division and the turmoil. And it, I mean, that whole thing is upside down right now when, you know, we're at a point by who knows how far into the season we'll be and the most experienced quarterback starting in that division is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Right, because once Tanny's gone, correct. Uh, the corpse, yeah. the corpse of Tanny, finally moves <laughs> on, or somebody tells him, like, "Hey, uh, you know." Yeah, Grim Reaper stabbing him on the shoulder soon. Yeah, like are you gonna be done here anytime soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that thing has really gone upside down. That that division, which used to be fairly competitive, and now is the absolute probably. Both South divisions are probably the worst in football, but I think the AFC takes it, um, although they're both pretty bad. It's, that, that's a toss-up. They're pretty bad, but how about this young talent going into the AFC South? Man? They could switch things they're, around pretty quick. They are, yeah, they're trying to make the splash. So then the Colts uh, jump up and take Richardson at four, who the only thing I know about him is he is the – He's the combine climber, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. He's the guy who shows up and looks great throwing in an empty gym. <laughs> yeah, he's the freak athlete of the draft. Yes, and really his draft capital shot up at the combine with the workout. And, yes, the, the, it was it was impressive. But how often does it really work out with those guys? It, it's tough. You uh... – Feel you you don't want to take the, the 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 risk of passing on the freak athlete with the freak combine right. numbers in case he turns into you know the next great player, uh, you know the next Randy Moss or something like that. Uh, you, you don't want to be the guy because then you're out of a job. Your scouts are fired. You're fired. Everybody's fired. Um, so you don't you don't want to do that. Basically, this is the point of the draft: is you're looking at all these guys in their underwear and you're saying, okay, this guy's a freak over this other guy, I, I, I can't pass up the freak. Uh, but, you're, of course, we both know, you're right, uh, a lot of the times the freaks who aren't that good at football don't last very long because at the end of the day, you have to be good at football. No matter how freakish your numbers might be, uh, you still have to be able to play the game of football. There plenty of freak athletes on the street who never made it and, and are now selling cars. Uh, so we'll <laughs> yes. see if this is the, the next in that uh, long line of guys. Uh, so Indy gets their pick in very quickly at four, so they really wanted yep. this guy. Uh, Shefty, Adam Schefter is there. So was Mort. Mort is getting worse and worse every year, unfortunately, I have to uh, 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 have to report. Um, like he, uh, yeah, we get our own version of the Mort report every year, and, and that's Mort with an E on the end of it. Uh, ooh, uh, not, not, not good. Uh, guy, he sounds like someone's holding his tongue as he's speaking. Yeah. It's just yeah, sip, not, sippy not cup. good. It's sippy cup time now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Shefty broke in with a very weird anecdote about how a uh, new Colts coach uh, Shane Steichen, uh, of course, come coming from uh, Philly, and worked with Jalen Hurts. 
he was obviously trying to be the spoiler uh, without saying they're going to draft the new fast black guy. They're going to do that. He didn't. He couldn't say that. So he talked about Shane Steichen working with Jalen Hurts and how it really seems like that's something he's good at. And right. So of course they they take Anthony Richardson. Uh, Kuyper immediately starts in about lack of accuracy. The film looks like he stares down his targets. Uh, looks raw as hell. Uh, but you know what? On the turf in Indy, he's gonna he's gonna be speedy. We, at least we know that much. Uh, how good he's actually gonna be? I I, I got a bad feeling. Yeah, the this, was, this was the one that I kind of had the side eye for, just because of yeah. the. I'm always a little leery of, especially once you reach combine time, of the guys you know nothing about. And then it just becomes, oh, look how good, look how good this guy looks throwing in uh, a t-shirt and gym shorts, which is, <sighs> which is most guys. It's Jeff George. Cam, Cam ever... Newton could probably go light up the gym right now. Right now. Did you ever put Jeff George in the Hall of Infamy? Because somebody, one of us should, if you oh, haven't man. already. You know, that guy you know Jeff, George, Jeff George has probably to this day the strongest arm I've ever seen. The king of looking great when it's not actually the game of football. Yeah. Problem with Jeff George was Jeff George had no touch on his throws. So everything was a laser beam. And, yeah, that that's just not going to work. You, you can't just try to throw the ball through a brick wall every time. We might have the next Jeff George uh, coming up later in, uh, in this draft. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that uh, later on. Much Where later than people thought. Su- supreme arm talent? Is that uh-huh. what that's all it is? Yeah. So, yeah, the Anthony Richardson one to me. I, I understand it for the Colts. I mean, who are their quarterbacks? Uh, oh, they couldn't man. just keep signing, you know, decrepit veterans. It makes well, sense. Gonna... They're not going to start this Sam kid Ellinger. right off. He's, he, oh God, no, no. They uh, they they're they're doing Minshew mania for one year. So yes. at least they got that. At least they don't have to put this kid right out there because they put what what I saw on that field. If they put him out there week one, he might have some uh, Malik Willis to him. He would. He would uh, look like he'd be uh, ready you know, at you all. You had to invoke the name of well, of Malik Willis, and you know, you, you, I was saving this for later. But since you actually you know brought up his name. Biggest loser of the night in this whole draft <laughs> was your boy. Uh, Kid, we, we, we've one, seen enough. <laughs> one and done. That, that, I mean, man, we I, mean, I think he was enough. on his couch at home watching the draft, and the cane just came in and grabbed him by the neck and pulled, yanked him. <laughs> yeah, just yanked him right off the stage. Man. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, when so they yeah. talk about winners and losers of the draft, number one top of the list loser, Malik Willis. No. Uh, he, he had his chance. That's all I can say is he had his opportunity last year, and it, it didn't go well. All right, so after Richardson comes the Seattle Seahawks at five. They surprised by taking the uh, Illinois cornerback uh, Devon Witherspoon. Uh, his tape had several O moments on it that – that's all I can say is, hey, it's it's impressive when you got a guy who you know can light you up on film. Looks like he's uh, really got some great speed and instincts, and, and can can lay the wood. So, uh, you know, Booker uh, McFarland warned that he needs to get penalties down. So that's something to watch for uh, for Seattle. Always a little grabby. Yeah, yeah, a little still too physical. Uh, so everyone was talking about how great this was for the Seahawks because now you get to pair him up with the 
sensational rookie from last year, Tariq Woolen. So now you got two lockdowns on either side and, you know, the beginning of the, the Legion of Boom possibly coming again. Well, if one yeah. of them is too physical and too grabby and, and draws a lot of penalties, that's not the Legion of Boom. That's that's different. Now, yeah. you know, he's a kid. He's a rookie. So he's got time to grow out of that and get, get you know, trained and taught out of that. But uh, something to, to watch out for, uh, for for the Seahawks next year. I'm also still trying – I'm also trying to figure out how this meshes with the Seahawks because, correct me if I'm wrong, they have historically bad run defense these last few years. Whew. A lot of trouble stopping the run. And let's just keep drafting corners. Let's just <laughs> become a complete run funnel. Like, like, and you can't stop it. So hopefully <laughs> Devon Witherspoon is also a physical tackling type corner because he's going to have a whole lot of guys wearing the numbers in the 20s coming at him. <laughs> I, they know that, though, right? Uh, Jamal they Adams, uh, th- this kid yeah. who, who lays the wood, uh, they know. <laughs> they know they need DBs who can can step up and do something about uh, well, the run game. I hope game. that fits his profile because <laughs> a lot of I, I think that whole secondary of the Seahawks is going to lead that team in tackles. God, I think you're, you're right. One, two, three, and four. Well, they they brought back the corpse of Bobby Wagner, so they're going to try to, to – if this was five years ago, boy, what a great uh, uh, core to a defense. Bobby yeah. Wagner in the middle, these kids at corner, uh, not quite the same. I don't think Bobby's going to help you all that much, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all works out for this for the Seahawks. And, and you know, and, and, and you know, we talk about winners. You know, we talk about winners and losers. I, I'm not going to say what teams necessarily won, but I'll tell you who came out this draft a winner. Oh God, Geno Smith. Yes, he did. He, because he got some weaponry. He, he did enough. He got paid. They didn't mm-hmm. draft his replacement. You figured that last year, going into this year, that Geno Smith, this was a one and done season for, and now he's their future. He, he's the man. So, okay. Well, they don't have to draft anyone. They still got Drew Locke waiting in the wings, right? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, who thought? <laughs> Who thought that the winner of that trade completely was going to be the Seahawks? I mean, we did, but there's a lot of people who didn't. <laughs> yeah. Because this there was, by the way, the Denver pick. Ah, there you go. Yep, that's right. Uh, it should have five been. Would, should have been, have been Denver. So Denver, making that trade for Russell Wilson, mm. would have picked five. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. They did not see that coming at all. They did not. Nobody saw all, that season. I, I didn't all see I that season could, coming it, anyway. We're not going to talk a lot about Denver, especially here in the first round, which is what we really mainly highlight until we start just picking up on some of the minutia, is what this just seems eerily similar pairing up a quarterback in a big trade with a Nathaniel Hackett. Just saying. That just happened again with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, that, but that's his guy, right? It, Russell Wilson should have been the cautionary tale uh, <laughs> for this one. So we'll see if you you, sell, you you make the big trade for the quarterback with a declining skill set, put him in a tough division because the Jets that that competition is not the NFC North. Just saying, I'm getting strong Russell Wilson vibes from this Rodgers trade. Hmm. Uh, all I can say is I, I hope that doesn't go that route for, for, for Karen because he's not going to react very well, and neither will New York. Yeah, fortunately, he will not have Nathaniel Hackett actually managing the clock and 
being the head coach of the team like Russell Wilson yeah. had. So yeah, that, that, there is some the positive there. Indeed. Broncos country. That's right. So the six picks that's for the Lions. <laughs> Uh, the Lions deal uh, six to Arizona, uh, yep. who just got out of three. So Arizona bouncing back up. Shefty, trying to be spoiler again, says protecting Kyler Murray is the priority. So must be an offensive lineman, right? And indeed it is uh, Ohio State offensive tackle Paris Johnson. Uh, and Kuyper says he's not a finished product. Mm. Uh, but otherwise was mostly positive about him. So, uh Lyman project, perhaps there. I don't know for uh, for Arizona, but again, they need a lot of players, so you got to start somewhere. So I'm, well, I don't have a problem you know, with that. interior linemen are the least sexy picks, but a lot of times that's how you build your. Let's go back and look at those drafts that the Cowboys had in the early '90s. You know, and, and they're just loading up on all these Hall of Famer interior linemen. That at the time when you were, if we, when we were, when we were watching the draft, these are not sexy picks. You have no idea who these guys are. But this is where you build your team. If your quarterback is running for his life, or he's on his back, or he gets hurt, you know, Joe Burrow, um, you need these guys. You you need to go out there and spend some of your draft capital, high draft capital, on, on these type of impact players because protecting that quarterback is that's it now. Exactly. Justin Fields, we will get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so then Vegas at seven. Uh, th- this felt destined to me to be the uh, the character guy, Jalen Carter, because that's the Raiders. They they always take the character guys. Um, and they didn't. They passed on him. Uh, instead, they get a different defensive end, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, uh, yeah. who Kipe says uh, in the Big 12, he was beating up a bunch of AOGs. And what that stands for in Kuiper language, Kuiper East, which I don't speak, uh, he says that's, that stands for another occupation guy. So what he's saying is this guy was making a lot of film uh, beating up on okay. a bunch of linemen who are not going to be linemen in the future. They're going to be right. insurance people who are actually uh, scholar athletes or student athletes, not just people athletes. Who, whose next job will not be playing professional man, football. Mel was, Mel's getting cranky. Mel was was cooking. Mel had some some heat for some people uh, during the draft, but but it wasn't uh, uh, mean spirited uh, heat like uh, uh, like like uh, uh, Mayock before he uh, decided to. Oh to man, go I to, loved uh, cranky Mike Ravens. Mayock. Day three, cranky Mike Mayock was the best. Oh, um, <laughs> oh <laughs> when they would go to the zoo and they have the animals making the picks, <laughs> and he's just losing his mind. Come on. Why are we uh, at this the zoo? Was, what are we doing? This was one of my highlights of the night on NFL Network's broadcast is Tyree Wilson pick because their draft guy, Daniel Jeremiah, goes into this sort of almost like a diatribe talking about the Raiders and how they signed Chandler Jones and he was a really mostly a bust and they didn't really get what they wanted out of him. Well, the funny thing is all of these players getting drafted, especially day one and day two, they would put up a, a screen on there with three highlights kind of on the guy, right? And two of them were traits, and one of them was a player comp. Oh, no, Tyree Wilson's player comp was Chandler Jones, <laughs> who the guy just spent like two minutes trashing. Yeah. And then they put up this guy's player comp, and it's Chandler Jones. I was just like, mm. 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 
That sounds okay. like a message. <laughs> sounds like somebody from the Raiders uh, organization wanted to send a yeah. message. Somebody else on the desk, and I don't remember who, got a chuckle out of it. Because it was pretty obvious. Because he's doing this, and he's talking about Chandler Jones. They didn't get what they wanted, and then they flash up the screen, and it's you know whatever the top two ones are, which were always some combination of like, you know, good get off and uh, high mo, you know, all the all the canned terms, right? Yeah. And the bottom one, Chandler Jones. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> mm. One of my favorite. That was one of my highlights of the night. Um. So and so on. Espen uh, Kuyper is sort of killing the guy a little bit too, saying he's beating up on insurance salesmen, saying he's he was 16th on his big board, 16th, and he got okay. drafted at seven. So okay, there... that's, that's your big board, Mel. That's the thing. You know, we're, we're... Mel loves his big board. Mel thinks his I big know. board is the the bible. It's the be all and end all to Mel. Right, like you don't need to have a draft. Everybody just gets whoever they're slotted off of Mel Kuyper's big board. If you ask Mel, that's exactly what they should do. That, that, I, I kind of love that. Like it's it's arrogant and and completely self centered, and I kind of love that because he doesn't give a fuck. What's really his only his job? Life. It's like it's like his these bracketologist work. guys. Right. You only that, 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 you just that's, he, that's he, it. He's the Lunardi of the draft. Absolutely. Oh my God. Bracketology. <laughs> your favorite, I know. Uh, so your Falcons at eight. Yeah. Uh, they nabbed the top running back that everybody said was clearly the the guy, Bijan Robinson from Texas. Yeah. Everyone had some version of if this were five, ten, fifteen years ago, he might be the number one overall pick because that's how valuable uh, running sure. backs used to be back in the day. But now, running back being so uh, devalued, he slips down to to eight. Um, I, I'll say this: It broke my heart as a Bears fan. <laughs> oh Bears yeah, <laughs> very next pick was right there, and oh, especially man. after dealing David Montgomery off. Yeah, they they it, can you imagine uh, uh, all the playmaking of Fields, and then he's got a, a stud running back next to him as well. Like, how, who no, are you I mean, on? well, they're so they're is... definitely so the so a couple things about this pick. Obviously, this is some rooting interest here. Two things: first of all, get the man a hat that fits. <laughs> that thing he couldn't keep his hat on. It thing looked like it was going to keep popping off the top of his head. I think when he hugged the commissioner, it actually fell off. And he's trying, you know. Right. So get the poor. And he was even joking about it when he was putting it on because the hat kept sliding up his head because of the way he had his hair. <laughs> yeah. oh, so that's okay. And number two, this is if people want to trash this pick nationally, this pick is getting trashed. But this is Arthur Smith. This is an Arthur Smith pick. This is Arthur Smith going to get his quote-unquote Derrick Henry, right? Exactly. He wants to play a brand of football that only one other team plays, and that's the team that he coached. <laughs> so he knows what he wants out there. He wants a bruising back, a three-down back. Uh, this one in, in Robinson with a lot more uh, pass-catching, you know, full three-down oh, yeah. back mode, pass-catching ability, so that gives him another weapon in the passing game. Try, they're clearly going into this season with Desmond Ritter, my guess, on a short leash with, with, with Tyler Heineken right behind him in case that falls apart. But you've got Robinson, London, Pitts. I believe those are their last three first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. And a completely rebuilt defense. They spent all their money. Almost, not all, almost all their money in free agency. And they had the second most cap room in the league behind the Bears on nothing but D 
defensive guys. So they took care of their defense through free agency. I, I'm not trashing this pick at all. Because they want to play that Tennessee smash mouth, keep it close, let the defense make some plays type of football that nobody else can prepare for. And it works a lot. It, you know, Tennessee was just missing the quarterback. I fear Atlanta is also missing the quarterback, but maybe Desmond Ritter takes a big year. Maybe maybe he gets a Jalen Hurts jump. Who knows? Ooh, you're really um, hoping there. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're stretching, boy. He only he didn't start. He started too late. They, they needed to bench Mariota many weeks earlier and, and let Ritter play more because Ritter did get better as the season progressed. And unfortunately, his best game was a completely meaningless game in week 18. So we don't really know. Well, uh, that's better than not having like any progression at all. Like he could have not looked like right. he, he could have been uh, the, the, the Titans kid. But, uh, but nobody doubts that this kid's the goods. No. Um, tough as nails, great catching, uh, breakaway speed, hard to – Disagree with the move. Um, not not only play the type of style of football that no one else can play, but like they led the league in running last year. Uh, I think they were over fifty yeah. percent running. They were like fifty one, maybe fifty two percent of their plays were run plays, and that's without Bijan Robinson, right? That that's with yeah. you know Tyler Algier and uh, and Cordero Patterson. So now they're going to add this kid in. Uh, I think they're just doubling down on that strategy and and that style of play. They're going to get off the bus running, and, and like you said, they're trying to show up that terrible defense. Uh, but as far as on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, it, it, whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Ritter or Beerman, just don't fuck it up. They're trying to make it where this is our uh, style of football. We're going to run 52, 50, maybe even more now that they added right. Robinson uh, of the time. And the quarterback's job is just when it gets to third down, just don't fuck up and throw it to the other team. Right. And, um, and play action. <laughs> and know how to and know how to run an effective play action fake, and then and, and don't throw it to the other team then either. Don't just throw it up for grabs. Yeah. Oh, Mariota had some last year. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that that's his move. Um, so yeah, I, no no argument at all for for the Falcons on on that move. Yeah, I'm sure there are some people that are saying, oh my God, eight for a running back, but. Again, this or, is their style. And not this only is, the running back, but that team. Like they didn't need a running back. They were a top running team, and metric-wise, almost all of the rushing categories they were at the top. Sure, but I believe but, those were mostly they got there through accumulation. They're right. looking for the home run hitter now. They're, they're not trying to do four and a half yards a, a carry and just mosey their way down. They're trying to, you know, bust big ones and uh, and mow you down in the in the open field. Uh, they they took the, the best guy to do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know how people can argue the, against that. They might be – they'll be fun bad again, but they will be fun. And that division is trash. <laughs> yeah, so they might be uh, – they might get some Ws that we wouldn't necessarily see. They might be – they might even be a playoff contender. We'll We'll, we'll see. Uh, the Eagles trade up to nine uh, because the Chicago Bears watched B. John Robinson get drafted and said, fuck this shit, we're out of here. We don't need that. Uh, so obviously they can't get B. John to get out. Uh, the Shefty spoiler for Philly trading up says, Jalen <laughs> Carter played with a couple of current Eagles in college. 
which has absolutely nothing to do with Philly drafting here. They no. would have taken him no matter who he played with in college, uh, no matter if he had any of his college teammates on the Eagles. This was just Shefty's way of spoiling the pick without actually spoiling the pick. Uh, so that was – it was a little entertaining to watch him try to spoil the picks in a different way, but it was a little irritating as well. as like, obviously, you're telling us Jalen Carter's going to get you. He played with a few of the Eagles in college. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? They ain't got nothing to do with anything. Well, I'm waiting for the Eagles to come out this year. This was a little foreshadowing because I'm waiting for the Eagles to come out this year with an eagle on one side of the head and then the the black, red, and white G on the other. The The – Philadelphia Bulldogs. They are trying to remake themselves. I mean, if there's a team you're going to emulate, there, there's a few of them in college football. This is one of them. This would be a good team to emulate, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll let, no, go ahead. I, I, uh, I have so, thoughts on on the Eagles. Oh. Uh, so my thoughts on Carter. He's very emotional uh, when he gets picked, as he should be, because you're lucky to get drafted after you drag race two people to their death. Uh, <sighs> He, he tried yeah. some special handshake with Goodell when he got up there, which was maybe the most awkward-looking greeting in the history of the draft. And think about the ground that covers. Like, it was – they tried to do some thing where they were pointing the, the finger guns yeah, in the air and finishing it. And I'm like, I don't wow. Know. What? Well, at least he didn't what? do the Johnny Manziel thing, you know, where Johnny walked out with the money even <laughs> though he was picked so late. At least Jalen Carter didn't walk out with the back leaned back and the arm forward like he's driving. <laughs> That would have been first-class uh, assholery if he'd have done that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, thankfully he didn't do that. No, he was uh, emotional about it. He knew uh, how lucky he was to be at that spot, um, that he, his, his drop <laughs> could have yes. went farther. Um, as far as on the field, he's, he's a man-child. He's going to get together with the red stripe in the middle of that defense. Uh, we talk about how much the Eagles uh, have trouble stopping the run. Well, if they keep stockpiling like this, they might have the number one run D. Uh, in the league this year, because those two boys are those some, those some biggins in the middle there. Yeah. But have, how have people, even on the network NFL Network broadcast, and I'm sensing this as especially as we get into the next round and, and later, it's like the Eagles were just that team just sitting there watching top players just drop into their lap this whole mm. draft, and you are in the Super Bowl. This should not happen. <laughs> no. Yeah, so the Eagles, you know, I put another W, winner, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, who are the best or second best team in football. Easily the best team in the NFC, because that's a crap conference. And you, the rich just got a lot richer, and that defense that was already a top flight defense, now and then also as we get later into the draft, just keeps getting more and more disgusting. Boy, howdy. Man. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I really got kind of scared when I looked at, you know, at the end of the draft and, and how fortified the Eagles got on their deal. Like, they're trying to give up zero points a game next year. They're trying to, they're trying they, to not get scored on at all. They, that's not a bad strategy to have. <laughs> they, they clearly Let's didn't just need give offensive up no pieces. Points. That offense doesn't – what what do they need? Nothing. Oh, oh and, and then they trade for DeAndre Swift. Swift. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of scary. They're uh, the, the Eagles are are the, the, no holes in their game right now. The way they're putting their their team no. together. And in a crap conference, if they are not prohibitive NFC favorites right now, I don't know who would be. 
Uh, I, 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 the only team that I would uh, put up there, I, I got a soft spot for the Niners. I just think they're going to compete yeah. no, every know. year, no matter no matter who they have a quarterback. Because of that, and we that were we were robbed of that matchup. Yeah, um, yeah, that that, that so game I could was, see them uh, having a little bit of an edge uh, this year. I just who's who the hell's going to lead them? That's the question with the Niners. Correct. I don't know who, who their quarterback's yeah. going to be. I'm, that, uh, Purdy, Purdy might not be back, and Trey Lance is coming back from running off tackle. <laughs> and I don't. I, and Jimmy G's gone. That's, well, that's who we know is not going to be the quarterback is Jimmy G because he's no right. longer there. Uh, so Chicago drops one whole spot uh, yeah. to ten. They they take an offensive lineman. But not the Northwestern kid. This one was uh, surprising to me. Uh, yeah, because Darnell yeah. Wright uh, with this Northwestern uh, guy Peter Skaronsky that was just—I I just thought that was going to be a natural. That he's Northwestern. His name's Skaronsky. Uh, yeah, all like a bear. Gritty. Right. Yeah, we I got, got that Skaronsky. Skaronsky kid. <laughs> Sounds uh, seem like a perfect match, but no, they go uh, with, with Donnell Wright. Uh, so Lewis Riddick suggests that I don't. I don't think I mentioned that that was the the fifth guy on the on the uh, table yeah. for for Espen was Lewis Riddick, who's, who's the one I appreciated the most from yeah, my years of watching ESPN. Lewis Riddick made the broadcast watchable, and then on the NFL Network they have Charles Davis, who's kind of the the poor man's Lewis Riddick. Yeah, really. I, quite I bring it. the same knowledge and energy, and 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 that that, that kind of you know Louis Riddick's, he's got that crankiness to him too. Yes, he can he can be in a good way, but right. Uh, but I forget about him because he's so understated compared to all those other guys trying to yell over each other and right. get their their shit in. Yeah, no, um, he's the the verbal assassin. He he's he <laughs> just gets in and gets out. He's a sniper. He's up on the on top of the building. Yep. He's not saying a word. He's just waiting for the right moment, and there it is. Uh, so Riddick suggests that uh, this Darnell Wright kid might be the best player to come out of the whole draft. What? But I'm, I guarantee you, any one of these top ten, I've, I've heard that. I heard that about Jalen Carter. I heard that about Bijan Robinson. I, I heard that about. The both the quarterbacks, so come on, right? Okay. But no, no one heard that about the offensive lineman from Tennessee. That was the, the that was a shock. That or was, the or the Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, pick <laughs> right, that, that you know. No, nobody said that about yeah. uh, about them. Uh, the the three quarterbacks in the first four picks that 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 would make them look kind of lame if the best player out of this draft was an offensive lineman. But, wait, but, but this this makes sense when Justin Fields is your quarterback, and oh yeah, he flirted with injuries last year. You know he already plays a injury prone style of football, so you know you always have that problem when he breaks contain that he's going to go get blown up by somebody. But don't get him blown up in the pocket. Right, just standing there. Just yeah, don't don't have you don't want to have uh, flashbacks standing there. You know what flashbacks to that Brown start, his very first start? Oh, no. Miles Garrett making love to him every damn play. No, we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to repeat of that. Uh, man, I love talking some football. This is going to be this is going to be it for some months, though. We're really getting into yeah. it. Yeah, we 
yeah, it's like it gets the it gets us back into like what we do. Um, yeah, and then we kind of get out of it until um, until August, basically. Well, Call of uh, Infamy is really the next, mm. and that's sort of what gets us back into football mode again. But that, but that, yeah, that's the beginning of August, and then yeah. the, then training so camp starts. We got a good three full months of uh, some. You know, well, just whatever shows. You know, just talk about whatever we want. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, the tape did look impressive on on Darnell Wright. I, I don't have a problem with the pick as a as a Bears fan. Fields clearly needs protection. I, I'm with it. I, I just figured they take the local boy, but um, but I but I like uh, what I saw out of, out of Wright. So that's no problem with that. And then the the Titans uh, at eleven. Uh, ironically, my my new home state, uh, the state I live in, instead of yeah. uh, Chicago. Uh, and they go with uh, with the with the kids Skaronsky uh, and Tennessee. They need a quarterback. They need a receiver. They need maybe a new running back. Uh, offensive line help. Uh, they they go with the uh, the offensive line. They go with Skaronsky. Uh, and Mel immediately says he's short armed and should play as a guard. So maybe maybe that's why Chicago skipped him because he's not really a tackle anyway. Right. But those aren't sexy picks, and, and we know that. And Tennessee, mm-hmm. that that's the perfect team to take a first round lineman. But you need those guys, like we said. You do. You, 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 you need them to, to. No one, no winning team has bad uh, blocking and, and bad offensive line play. Uh, Detroit at twelve makes it two running backs in the first twelve picks. This was a shocker. Uh, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Yep. Uh, very fast with strong legs, but Detroit already has a good running game, so I didn't get it. And then they traded uh, uh, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. So they clearly had a plan. Uh, I mean, right. they're, they're, their coaches were really pumped about this pick. If you saw them in the, you know, on, on the camera inside the war room, uh, they were like, uh, that was one of the most excitable group of coaches I've seen when they made this pick. So. This kid clearly was high for them. They, they wanted him. They have a plan. Um, good for Detroit. Th- this is going to be a first ever, I will say, on this show. Because I am I am using Yahoo for my rundown as we're going through the, the teams here. And, of course, you have the draft grades, right? <laughs> this is this got an F. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and we've joked that you never get anything below like a C minus for right. draft grades. Straight up stone cold F <laughs> on Yahoo. Wow. And not the first one. Oh. So a little teaser there for you. Salty people doing the Yahoo grades. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some A pluses, a lot of A's, B's, and a couple C's. And then we get to this pick F. <laughs> or somebody's just not a Lions fan. Uh, maybe not a lot. Well, think about the all the hate against running backs uh, at all, and then here's a second right. one in the up in the high yeah, in the first the, round. Up until this point, that B. John Robinson pick, which had gotten the only C, right. um, and then you get this pick F. Okay, yeah, so that, that's what I think that is. Is whoever is doing that is a huge uh, is not a huge fan at all of drafting running backs high at right. all. Uh, by the way, I don't I don't think this kid was one of them, but 
there were several guys uh, when they were showing the uh, the ESPN highlight package. You know how they uh, kind of zoom in on the guys sort of posing before they go to the highlights. They got uh, their faces or their bodies uh, striking some sort of pose. And here's this guy, yeah. so-and-so. So some of these guys were shirtless this year doing that pose. Why are we shirtless? Oh, okay. What are we doing? And, and not the sexy ones either, like some of the offensive linemen guys with their bellies <laughs> flopping around. Like, what are we, why are we trying body to be Rick Ross? What are we doing? Body, body positivity. Is that what it is? Yes. You know, I, I just uh, took my wife to the Lizzo concert this past week. So body yes. positivity is absolutely on my mind. I threw a softball there. I knew that, that was the segue <laughs> for you. Hey, um, she put on a hell of a show. What, what, what can I say? That's that's my big review. Is she she put on a hell of a show? She bounced up and down on her knees. I'm just I'm, saying, doing that so <laughs> close to the New Madrid fault line is dangerous. <laughs> uh, and, and her crew, her, her dance crew, were all big girls too. So, oh, was, 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 so there's a lot of tonnage up there. Going up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, Very, she can do it. You, you can see these big offensive linemen shirtless. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, you well, be you. Body positivity. Right. Uh, uh, Green Bay uh, at 13 up there in your neck of the woods. Uh, yeah. Continue the tradition of ignoring wide receivers in the first round, and they take a uh, defensive lineman uh, from Iowa, Lucas yeah. Van Ness. He had uh, some Mark Chamora action going on. Oh, what? Wait, what? Van, what? Van Ness wait a household. There, there was some some young and uh, some young girls looking very excited. I'm just saying, yeah. a dude who jumped on him, he had to throw off of him. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> guessing that was the sibling. I don't know. Uh, um, his, mean... dad, his dad actually like smacked his girlfriend's butt. Did you see that one? <laughs> I, mean, I, I missed said, that. There's some chewy <laughs> action going. Well, yeah, look that up. That's a real thing. His dad gives the girlfriend a big hug, and then when she turns around, he gives her the old smack on the booty. Oh boy! Like a, well. like a big old like they're playing you know baseball like go 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 uh-huh. get them you know. Um, that's all in the family. That was a weird one. That was a weird one. That was There's definitely the most. That was definitely the most fun home reaction. There was a lot you could <laughs> right. mine out of that thirty seconds that was going on there. Yeah, I, yeah. I missed that because there was a lot going on there. So I, I there was... <laughs> yes, I'll have to uh, find. So that. I'll I... send you that. That was actually pretty funny. Lucas Van Nex, a hockey player from Barrington, Illinois. Uh, He he looks versatile and quick. Kuiper thought he should have stayed another year. So there's that. Uh, It's funny, uh, one of the highlights they showed was of him uh, going up against that Peter Skaronsky and shoving him through the ground, like putting him in his grave on his way to the quarterback. Oh, wow. Well, you know, uh, a lot of guys make a lot of money off of one or two games where they just dominate somebody else. Yeah. So maybe that's one of those uh, occasions where he made Skaronsky look like a, another occupation yeah. guy. Well, it also works with the whole Skaronsky's got short arms thing because his Lucas Van Ness's uh-huh. arms look like they're about six feet long each. Well, there you go. Just, just kick Skaronsky inside and then make him guard. That'll solve that problem, right? Yes. Uh the uh, New England Patriots bail out at this point, and the Steelers uh, trade up to 14 and get uh, offensive tackle Broderick Jones of Georgia, get some protection for Kenny Smallhands. 
Uh, they loved his footwork and quickness. Uh, they mentioned that he played hoops as a kid, which would not be recommended now because he's six foot five, three hundred eleven pounds. If you go out and play basketball at that size, you're going to blow your ACL immediately. So they're going to keep him in the uh, offensive line. I'm sure they're going to uh, have some uh, rules about uh, going out and doing too many. I, I'm pretty sure this is the guy on the ABC telecast that has the the snakes and does uh, and, oh, and okay. races races motorcycles and things like that. He's uh, he's he's a live wire. He's a he's a, a special personality as they call it. So uh, well, it's not just Mike... it's not just protecting Kenny Smallhands. It's it's also uh, doing anything you can in that anemic run game because uh, Najee Harris and, and whoever else they ran out there last year at the running back. I mean, their running backs were abysmal last year in Pittsburgh. Well, I don't have the tape, so I'd love to uh, sort of investigate and see, is that because of the the bad blocking, or is it because Najee Harris loves to run right into the defense and drop? Like, he uh, he, he oh. is the king of uh, three yards a carry right now, and uh, yeah, was, I'm sure they, that's not what they drafted him I for. was about to say, 2.8 yards attempt or whatever it was for him. It ain't going to get it done. No. No, it's not. Uh, it. At this point, uh, the ESPN telecast was looking in the in the green room at some of the other people that were still left around. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the the quarterback that was left, but they they pointed on uh, Georgia linebacker Nolan Smith at one point. He was playing cards with his mama. Man, I was loving that. That is so real. Because if we didn't have if, if we just at the crib and we didn't have tel- uh, TV cameras on us and we waiting to get drafted. Man, we'd be sitting back in the cut. That we'd be playing some spades. We'd be throwing the cards down. We'd be cracking up a, a, a couple of St. Ives, some forty. Man, we would just be hanging out and chilling, and our family would be going crazy. The barbecue would be going. That's how it would go. It was so. It was like a real moment. Just look at the the room with all these overdressed people and, and nervous guys in suits and whatnot, and just see these two senators just playing some cards. We just, you know, playing some gin rummy or something. We're we, we going we gonna to relax. We're going to take it easy here, Doug, even though we're in the middle of all this glitz and glamour. That was pretty cool to me. Uh, so after that, the Jets at 15 go Will McDonald, uh, Iowa State pass rusher. Uh, so, again, Karen Rodgers doesn't get a first-round wide receiver no matter what team he goes to. The Jets don't do it. The <laughs> it Packers never keeps, did it. It just follows him everywhere. It, it just, no matter what. Uh, but another piece to add to that sick Jets defense, so so good for them. Well, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got a first-round receiver. It was just last year's first-round receiver. Uh, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, the Commanders at 16, uh, cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, who had six pick sixes in college, which is either extremely lucky or he has some of the best ball instincts in the world, in the history of football. Yeah. Well, uh, it also so means I'm, they're throwing at him. Uh, yeah, they, they, they weren't scared, uh, like I said, or he just kept finding the ball. Maybe they weren't throwing at him, and he just kept yeah. seeing where it was going and, and making his way to the, to no, the football. The, the, big, so. the big knock on this kid on uh, NFL Network was the fact that he's, uh, I'm seeing, even on Yahoo, it's 6'1", 166. That's slight. That, yes, <laughs> that slight. <is> slight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm guessing there's some room to fill out on that frame, and I, I'm sure the, the Washington Washingtons are going to have him on a 
uh, high-calorie uh, regimen here soon. Weight room, kid. Hit the weight room yeah. immediately. Uh, Patriots oh, at 17. You're going to get snapped in half by one of these big running backs coming. If Saquon Barkley is going to put him in his grave. <laughs> yes, yes, he would. Uh, Patriots at 17, uh, again with the cornerback, this time Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. It was scary how he looked on tape like a third McCourty brother. Like he looked just like like he could go right there with Devin and, and Jason McCourty. His length, yeah. length, ball skill, perfect fit for the Patriots, perfect fit for Belichick. Just slot him right in there. And and this was one of the picks that everybody loved because, uh, especially you see in any of the mock drafts, a lot of a lot of places had him going easily top ten. Right. Yeah. He he, he was a faller. And then Belichick broke that fall. So uh, that's another situation. Just every, it seems like every time someone falls, there's there's Bill Belichick ready to catch him. Another break for the Patriots. Uh, the Lions uh, up again at 18. Another Dan Campbell anchor biter pick in, in Jack Campbell, uh, linebacker. Uh, bad protection left him unblocked on his highlights, so I'm unsure of him. He, oh, he's Brian Urlacher. <laughs> He just kept destroying guys, and I'm. Yeah. But I'm looking at and going, who was supposed to be blocking him? Nobody put, yeah, picked it's him Erlacher up. syndrome. As soon as you put a fullbacker, and he, you put a hat on him, and he disappears. <laughs> but man, he is going to make. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame, running through empty holes and oh, blowing man. people up. So, well, uh, I'm going to go with my anti that my Lions fan, you know, uh, theory here because this was the other F draft grade. Oh. Oh, somebody oh, wow. don't like the Detroit Lions. That's yeah, that is some strange to hate two to F's on both one team. The first round picks are F's, really? Yeah. Wow. F for the running back, F for this guy. Uh, not a D. That's, that's hard. F. Wow. All right, what do you think of the Bucks at 19 with the uh, Kalija Kansas? Oh, we're back to normal now. It's all B's and A's the rest of this first round now. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's one those C. Dirty lions. There's one C. Uh, two two C's the rest of the way. All the all and all the rest are A's and B's. And the lions both get F's. <laughs> uh, so the uh, Buccaneers' new defensive tackle, Kalija uh, Kansi, ESPN had a package comparing his moves step for step with Aaron Donald. Uh, uh, yes, that was the player comp I believe he had on NFL Network as well, as far as size and everything else. And, um, now, guys, well, you know, they're just looking for comps. They they have one thing in common. They played at Pittsburgh. That's it. Stop, That's it. Stop, stop trying to push the comparison. It just happens to be a defensive tackle who played at Pittsburgh, just like Aaron Donald. That's all you have to say. You don't have to hold, have an entire production package comparing him to Aaron Donald. That's that's a little much for me. The Seahawks at twenty, uh, the first wide receiver of the draft. Uh, Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, he was a blur in the slot for, from his uh, highlights. Yeah. So, like you were saying, that's just, oh, God, Geno Smith looking up and seeing uh, DK Metcalf on one side and Tyler Lockett on the other. And, oh, here's a perfect slot piece to drop right in the middle of that uh, three wide receiver package. So, definitely looking up for him. Yeah. Big winner, W, Geno. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Geno Smith. Oh, God, Geno Smith. The Clippers at 21. Uh, continue the wide receiver love. TCU's Quentin Johnston. He's a big elusive target, uh, but he won't block for Justin Herbert. <laughs> no, 
Uh, <laughs> right. That, that's what they need. They need someone to block for Justin Herbert, and he's not going to do that. But, hey, another big target for the uh, for the Chargers to add to their uh, receiving core. Uh, Ravens at 22, get uh, they get Lamar a receiver, continuing to receive a run. Zay Flowers from Boston College. Really this is what I call the guy. no excuses pick. Ha, that's it. This is an actual receiver, Lamar. No excuses. Yeah. We, 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 we've got Mark Andrews. We signed one of the guys you wanted us to sign when we signed OBJ. And we drafted you a, run, a receiver in the first round. This is the, I'm telling you, no excuses now. A real receiver. Already instantly the best receiver he's ever had. Uh, and Lamar's going to throw him some YOLO balls, and he's going to go get them. Yeah. He's going to go run on, gonna underneath and get some of them. For uh-huh. five weeks. Uh, again with the comps, uh, Lewis Riddick had a Tyreek Hill package to, to compare him to. Whoa, uh, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's just put all the, the, the hype on these guys and all the pressure. Why not? Just put it, put it right out there for them. Uh, Kuiper thinks the god-awful Minnesota D needs upgrading, and nope. They, they keep the wide receiver train rolling. They go with Jordan Addison from Southern California. Uh, he popped up in a, bright, in a bright pink suit, very uh, very much popping off the TV screen there. Booger said that Addison was his first wide receiver. Um, and, of course, that takes the pressure off of uh, Justin Jefferson, but I guess they're trying to win every game 44 to 41. Like, they their defense is terrible. Yeah. Uh, they play in a crappy division. They they do. Although, but man, they, I think it's getting better. Uh yeah, I, I would. I, I again, I, I got some surprises already in mind for for the season previews, um, and, and some of them might come from that division, maybe multiple. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of like what they're doing there. Uh, but uh, as far as the Vikings, I don't know if I like what they're doing because I. Uh, uh, like I said, that they every time they got on the national stage, every time they got a chance to prove that they were legit, we talked about how you know fake they were. They were uh, the biggest frauds, and that defense was a major reason why. It wasn't just the offense. It wasn't just Kirk Cousins uh, shrinking in big games. It was that D was terrible. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how this works with uh, with the new addition at wide receiver. Giants straight up to twenty four from twenty five. Really. Uh, so they get up one spot so they can take Maryland defensive back Deontay Banks. Somebody was just, oh, my God, we're going to lose Deontay Banks. We have to trade up one spot. Uh, you know how it, these guys it, get? They're itchy, and they want the pert. So we'll, we'll make a swap. Jacksonville was not going to draft him, I don't think. Did, did they think someone else was going to go steal? I, I don't know. I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, so Jags then getting 25, deal that to Buffalo. Uh, it's some, some good weed in Jacksonville or something. They're just trying to trade everywhere. Hey, hey you want to trade? Yeah, okay, fine. We'll take okay, – give us a fourth-round pick. Okay, whatever, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just trade with everybody. Uh, so the Bills move up to go get tight end Dalton Kincaid, uh, who was a walk-on, who was a hoop star in high school. So in the proud tradition of Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates and Mo Ali Cox, he's a basketball player who's going to try to play football. I I, I kind of like it. You, you you know, they they always had Dawson Knox there when they needed a big play in the middle uh, from their tight end. Uh, so here's another weapon. Is that let's, you, you can't just key on Dawson Knox all the time. We're going to actually have right. another tight end that you can that you have to think about. So 
that just fills out the uh, the receiving core. You got the receivers, and now you got a couple of tight ends you have to worry about. So yeah, I, I kind of like that for Buffalo. I, I was getting more downfield vibes off of the highlight package than what I'd expect out of Dawson Knox. To me, is the third and goal from the two tight end. Yeah. You know, where this is the guy you're throwing to from the 20 or 25, who's busting up the okay. scene. So it definitely two different types of players. The way I would I was getting it from the highlight package, like this this felt more like one of those not quite 100% hybrid receiver. Like it's, I was getting a little bit more of that. Oh, kind of seems like the kind of guy that you could split wide or you could go double tight end, um, and he becomes more of the the field stretcher. You know, and Dawson Dawson Knox is more of the underneath kind of safety blanket type of guy. So I was getting that. Not, I don't know if this is what the Bills needed. I, I might have looked at defense um, if I was them, but you know, getting Josh Allen more weapons is, I guess, never a bad idea. No, I, I agree. Uh, this did, did give me some Kyle Pitts vibes when I was watching uh, this highlight yeah. package. So some some long distance uh, tight end work. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, so Dallas at twenty six takes forever with their pick before settling for defensive end Mozzie Smith, big fat clogger in the middle. Uh, eh. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jags finally at twenty seven don't trade out and and they get some protection for Trevor Lawrence with the uh, Oklahoma offensive lineman Anton Harrison. Just checking boxes right now, right? Just yeah. Division winning Jacksonville. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you picked them to make the playoffs, so that's your team. I and did. You were in, uh, you and never you were take right. that away from me. <laughs> uh, the Bengals I somehow needed... willed that into existence. <laughs> you did. Uh, the Bengals, who need to take offensive linemen at twenty-eight, instead go with a defensive end from Clemson, Miles Murphy. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, Booger says, uh, "How does a guy with those measurables not be more impactful?" which is a nice way of calling him absent for some plays. Uh, oh, so I don't oh. think that's a good sign. <laughs> I, that's a diplomatic way of saying he doesn't play every down. He's he's there, but he's not really there. So that's not so good. But uh, Oh, no. It's like like uh, the kid last year who uh, didn't, does, you know, he, he's got all the skills, but he just doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Mm. That was the Jags <laughs> pick, number one pick last year that was getting trashed when they picked him because uh, he just oh, disappeared. Yeah, I forget his name uh, at the moment. Trayvon Trayvon Walker sounds right, uh, but yeah, that, that. that's not a good sign. It's, uh, it's called taking plays off. Uh, Saints at twenty nine go with a Clemson defensive tackle Brian Brzee, uh athletic big kid, but already beat up, so that's not so good for them. They mentioned ACL and kidney infection. First round pick. Uh, okay. Okay. This is one of the. This is a C. This was a C grade, not an F. Not an F. Well, if, if this was Lions, if the Lions it would have been F minus. Pick, F, F minus. minus. That's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Eagles at thirty can't stop taking quarterback killers, so they take Georgia linebacker oh, Nolan Smith. Uh, Riddick says his pad level is so low that it's quote tabletop unquote. I love that term. I've never heard that before. Tabletop pad level. That yeah. means he's down on the ground getting under your ass. Uh, that, that, I love those football terms that they bring out of nowhere sometimes. Tabletop. Uh, so, yeah, just, the Eagles are going to win every game uh, 25 to nothing next year is what they're trying to do. Um, and Kansas, yeah. Kansas City at 31. They're only 31 picks because the uh, Dolphins, of course, lost their 
uh, pick trying to tamper with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, KC goes Felix and Nudike Uzoma, defensive end originally from Kansas City. So nice feel good yeah. way to wrap up round one. Yeah, and was that? Do we feel like that was one hundred percent the Dolphins having that pick yanked just because of the tampering? Because I. I'm going to go tinfoil hat here and say that's Uh-oh. also some punishment for the way they handled the Tua situation. <laughs> uh, because we had a tampering situation with the Cardinals, and all they had to do was swap picks with somebody. I I, I don't know if that is the reason for extra punishment, the, the Tua thing, because, again, I think back to the night that the uh, uh, that DeMar Hamlin's heart almost uh, stopped or yeah. did stop. Um, so the, I don't think the league cares so much about how you handle your, your players because uh, they were they were going to start that game back over again. Okay, let's start warming up again. We, we, we got the guy off the field. We cleaned him up. All right, let's go play. So now I don't know if it's that, uh, but I think there's a little something to it as far as like a history of douchebaggery uh, with the Dolphins organization <laughs> and with yeah. their ownership. <laughs> right. Lifetime Achievement Award. You don't get a first-round mm-hmm. pick. Yeah, Steve. Uh, you talk about bad ownership. Uh, Stephen Ross has is, is got the, uh, the the Dolphins there in contention as well every year for for worst ownership in the league behind Daniel Snyder. Well, once Daniel Snyder's gone, it's going to be a toss-up. You know, it'll be out there for whoever wants to claim that mantle of worst yeah. ownership in football. And we get to keep this rolling in the after show. We do. Uh, that's ninety hot minutes of draft breakdown. Um, We have an after show to talk about the second round and beyond. And you can join us after this. And now into the VIP after show program, which reminded me that I intended to play the plugs because People who are listening don't know where to find the after show if they uh, ah. uh, haven't been listening. If they've been joining us since the end of the uh, regular or since the end of the postseason, so that's the last time I played the plugs. And I'm not going to play it now because we're in the after show, so it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, but if you're longtime listeners, you know exactly where to find our podcast. So uh, thank you for joining us uh, if you are. Uh, so your uh, second round uh, impressions uh, that you wanted to get to. Yeah, I'm a, once we get out of that first round, I, I don't, I, I don't have that, you know, need to go pick by pick through, especially as we start I dipping farther don't. and farther. Yeah, especially as we start dipping further and further away. Obviously, coming out of day one, there was only one story, and that was the <laughs> precipitous fall of of, of Will <laughs> Levis. Apparently, is how you say his name, uh, not Will Levi's. <laughs> well, you can't say um, it that way. But the 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 fact, you know, they were talking about how much he was shown on camera. I, I don't have too much sympathy for that. It's just a camera shot of the guy sitting there. We did this with Rodgers. We did this with all the other guys who had the the big drop through the draft. But he dropped yeah. all the way out of day one and then said, I ain't showing up. Screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm not even <laughs> exactly showing up for, for, for day two, which I, I, I don't I also don't think is a very good look. I don't remember who the kid was, but there was a day two pick who showed up. Now, I'm in Geno Smith. No, no, this year. 
Oh, okay. There was somebody who was in the thing, and he got the walk out, and he put on the hat, and I wish I could remember who it was, because this was well after Will Levis was picked. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Good Freedom for you, kid. I'm yeah. going home. I was like, good for no you. Interest. You showed up. You got the walk. He wasn't wearing the big suit or nothing. They looked like he was wearing, you know, he was a little more casual on day two. Um, but good for Probably him. He, and they the asked him. They asked him. You know, whoever was doing the interviews on NFL Network up on the stage, uh, like Melissa Stark or whoever it was, standing up there and shoves the microphone in his face. And he's like, no, I wanted the experience. I wanted to show – I wanted this, you know. And, yeah. you know, blah, 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 God's plan, whatever. Um, but I'm good for blessed. him. I, I, yeah, I was just blessed. Um, and, and Will Levis to me, he should have done that too. He wouldn't have waited very long and he still could have had his moment, but instead he opted not to show up and it is okay. You're the leader that lead own it. Uh, I agree with you in general, but I also, I guess, kind of sympathize with he's probably embarrassed as fuck. He went through all this trouble. He's got well, his girlfriend these, became a meme. Yeah, she's sitting there waving and smiling, and and he's sitting there looking going off through, like, oh man, I'm counting. She's counting the millions that he's not going to make. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, she'll be married to to Tom Brady in about ten years, and uh, he's <laughs> going through his own personal hell there. Uh, I I agree that a real, you know, leader would, would come back the next day and, and grin and bear it. But I also, I'm like, man, this, this guy, yeah, he, he probably is just, he, he probably drank himself to death and, uh, after he left the draft. So he couldn't show up. He probably wasn't in any condition to show up. Uh, ESPN for reasons only they know kept putting some sort of uh, probability, some sort of percentage up on the screen that, well, our our analytics say that he would he, he had a less than one percent chance of still yeah, being I available. Saw that too. Okay, I, I gotta I gotta rant a little bit here. I, I won't take too long. Is this like my rant about win probabilities? A little bit, but it's coming from a different place because I love statistics. I love analytics. I I love all the the baseball stats and and oh sure. Over, on base and and when you know the war all, all and the, all that stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, the war uh, wins above replacement. Um, but I love stats, but you have to explain to me why you arrive at a certain stat before I just say I love the statistic. I love statistics, but you have to prove to me the the viability of the statistic. You have to tell me how you arrived at this particular stat or else I'm going to dismiss it and, and ignore it. I don't have any idea how you could arrive at a statistic to tell me the probability of somebody getting picked by a bunch of other human beings. This, this isn't something where they're comparing the, the situation to other playing situations, right? This isn't, uh, right. I came up with this statistics in baseball because under these particular circumstances in history, this is what usually happens. That is understandable. How the hell do you come up with a probability of when someone's going to have their name called by a you bunch don't. of other human beings? No, this how, is how, all. This is all based off of how many 
because these guys who write up these mock drafts, they write up more mock drafts than some of these guys make NCAA brackets. Yeah, there's a lot of mock drafts out there. And you could have 50 mock drafts, because they're right, you just spray it with the, oh, oh wait, whoa, look at me, I'm a genius. I had Todd this McShay's odd... mock draft number 61. Correct, had this correct. So they looked at all these mock drafts and big boards and all that, and like, there's no way in hell Will Levis is going to fall to 34, 33, and which is what he ended up being. I'm looking even on Yahoo here. It says his, his their big board had him at 21. So you're telling me it's that big of a deal that you go from 21 to 33? Sometimes it's also a fit issue. There were teams that didn't need quarterbacks, and once you got past a certain point, it was just going to keep going. And obviously the Titans jumped in here fearful, I believe, that the Lions would have made that pick because the Lions did end up drafting a quarterback. Um, the next one, I believe, they took Hendon Hooker. So the Titans, who were a lot of a lot of the mock drafts, had him going to the Titans. He just went to him at 33. So what? He still went to the Titans. So they not only got to draft somebody to protect him at the top of the draft, then they got the quarterback, too. That's a win-win to me. Um, yeah. Not a win-win I, for Will Levis's pocketbook. Right. His but, girlfriend, apparently. What, but, but that has nothing to do with me. I, it, it's not no. my money. I don't care. And if you just go out there and be good, the money will take care of itself. Exactly. His second contract will be great. Just ask uh, the, the kid in Philly, uh, Hertz. Yeah. Uh, who was also a second-round pick. He was pick. also a second-round pick. Yeah. It, it does work out. So, And he's going to a market where Tanny is on his last no. legs and his quote-unquote backup uh, was one of the worst rookies put up one of the worst rookie performances I think either one of us have ever seen. Titans saw enough of Malik Willis in, in year one. They're like, nope, that's not the answer. They rolled <laughs> into a make-or-break winner-you're-in playoff game with Joshua Dobbs. That's how much they liked Malik Willis. <laughs> That's another uh, potential uh, uh, Hall of Infamy candidate because that was Josh. You, you'd rather go with Josh Dobbs yeah. uh, than than Malik. He, he, he almost he almost and, pulled it off. <laughs> and Dobbs almost won the game. He almost pulled it off. If he didn't get that hit from behind, strip sack, uh, looking forward touchdown, uh, he would have won that. Because if the, the Jags didn't score that touchdown on defense, they weren't winning that game. Yeah. The Titans D yeah. had them locked down, so they they did the right things. But then, as soon as the Jags got the lead, you knew it was over. That that one play uh, is, yeah. is infamous. The the fourteen point play. That's a, yeah. That's touchdown almost as bad one as way. The, than... the, the Tyler Huntley dive. You know, <laughs> I should say I, I take it back. Pro Bowl quarterback Tyler Huntley dive. Uh, how many, goes how many yards. That goes ninety nine yards the other way. How many touchdown passes did he have last year? I don't know. Well, single digits, right? It's like three. Yeah, it was terrible. So this Pro is Pro Bowl this, quarterback. So people want to like feel bad for Will Levis. This has got a. This is a win. He goes to a perfect spot. He probably doesn't feel like it's a win, but uh, if he if he really is that good and he really is mature enough, then he will turn this absolutely Correct. into a win. 
so then all the other stories come out uh, as his stock is falling, as his, his uh, night one is turning into a nightmare uh, about his attitude. Uh, there's stories come out about he's got a toe, apparently, that people uh, don't like, uh, that, that might require surgery. Uh, so all of these excuses start floating around uh, of course. In, in the media about why he's possibly dropping uh, so low. Um, but he only had a 0.1% chance of falling to this low, <laughs> but then it happens. So, so I guess he had a 99.9% chance of being labeled as a, as a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Uh, I, I, again, I love stats, but no, no. You, yeah, I saw no the same stat. It wasn't, I don't know that. if that was just an ESPN creation. It was all over Twitter. The next, yeah. Him and his girlfriend were all over Twitter the next day. So we'll see. Uh, all that matters is can you play? Uh, I think that's what we, we, we always come down to that. That is the great equalizer, right? Can you play? Can you get it done on the field? That's all that matters. Uh, yeah, his, I knew his girlfriend's face was going to be all over uh, social media. As soon as I saw seat. her smiling and waving, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, you got the front row seat to it down down there. Yeah, should be interesting. Uh, I, I hope he's not the next uh, Jake Locker. That's all I can say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so he closed down the green room night one and gets picked uh, in, in day two. Uh, second pick of the second round. Uh, I didn't really. I don't really have too many other uh, uh, observations about the rest of the of the draft. Uh, your, uh, the Packers take a, t- a tight end and a wide receiver in round two. Yeah. Two picks in round two. This is where they want to – now they want to spend some draft capital on some pass yeah. catchers. No difference than last year when they, you know, skip it in the first round and then they get Christian yeah. Watson in, in the second round. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, but just interesting to, to note, you have two picks in, in the second round and they decide to use both on, on pass catchers to, to set up Jordan Love, to, uh, try to get him as as, go, as, as much going, uh, you know, get his feet off the ground as much as, as possible. Uh, and then – Two kickers in round three and round yeah. four. Two different place kickers got drafted. We get a kick. Seriously? We get a two kickers and a punter. <laughs> yeah. At the end of uh, round round was that the end of round four? Yeah. Or five? Because you had the Niners um, take this kid out of Michigan in the third end of the third round. I want to say yeah. Jake Moody. Um, oh F. There's an F grade. <laughs> but he didn't go to the Lions. How could it be an F? Man, no kickers on the first two days of the draft. That's a hard philosophy. Fail. Just boom, Ooh. F. So, this is this the guy that used to make the terrible football picks? Uh, no, no, right no, no. This, this is the guy who picked the games after they were already over. <laughs> Not, no, I would have had somebody, so-and-so, but I was this is, trick-or-treating with my kids. Yahoo's commentator here is Charles McDonald. No idea who who this guy is, but you know what? Good for you. Yeah. I see see A pluses, which you almost never see, and Fs, which you definitely (laughs) never see. Nobody ever puts their name for one good reason, because once you put your name behind that, if that guy becomes like a stud superstar – you're on old takes exposed for the rest yeah. of your you'll, life. You'll be given C minuses out a lot after <laughs> that. So, hey, good for this guy. I've never heard of him before. This is probably why he feels confident enough to go out there and just start dropping Fs on teams. 
Um, but, but good on him. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of guys out there that will be yeah. he also, willing and ready uh, to turn you in for cold takes. He also quit grading after round three. <laughs> so that's also another way to do it. So give this guy also credit because he's not sitting there grading six-round picks. All right, now I'm uh, curious. I got to look at the snap grades on NFL.com for the 2023 NFL draft uh, to see what this particular person drafted. His name is Chad Reeder or Reuter, and his title is draft analyst. So that's what he does. Well, aren't we doing that right now? We're Uh, draft analysts? Uh, Sort of, sure. Yeah, we're uh, analyzing the draft. We're also mm-hmm. draft analysts. Uh, so I'm not going to go through all of his uh, grades and picks, but he's got one A, and it was on on night one, and that was one. Cardinals. One A lineman. Yeah, that's it. Yep, Darius Johnson. This is only A. This is only A. The uh, no wait. That's not that's not true. I thought it was going in uh order of grades, uh but it's it's alphabetical. So cuz the uh he gave the Ravens an A as well. Okay. Oh, this um, is a team grade. Yes. Okay. Uh some looking down really uh all the A and B teams are all A's and A minuses. He doesn't get to anything else until we get to the uh, Cleveland Browns which got a C minus. Uh, okay. But they didn't have a pick. I don't know how you give a grade isn't that, in the first the round for a team that had no pick. Laziness. Uh, That's called lazy. Um, I am going to uh, <laughs> debunk the theory that this guy is just a straight Lions hater. Okay. Uh, because they picked corner Brian Branch in the second round. Their second pick in the second round, A+. plus. Oh, Okay. So I don't know if that's a makeup call. If you felt bad <laughs> after night one of handing out two F's, <laughs> but he, he did give out an A plus to the Lions second round uh, second second round pick. Okay, well, that's definitely a makeup uh, for for the first night. So so that's good for him. Um, yeah, this particular draft analyst, uh, uh, like you said, not nothing below a C. Um, but yeah, that's his your credi- typical fair. But his credibility is blown because he gave a grade to a team that didn't have a first didn't round draft. Pick. Come on, how are you, how the hell are you giving out draft grades to teams that don't draft? Okay, <sighs> he gave the Broncos a B. They didn't have they didn't a first pick round either. pick. Oh my god! So as we usually say, the analytics of drafts after the fact are bullshit. A joke? Because yes, they're a joke. You don't. You don't know. You don't know how any of these kids are going to play. You have no idea. None of us so, know. We don't know. My, my favorite pick of the of the broadcast was the Cowboys in the third round took a linebacker from Texas, and his name, Demarvion Overshone, wins <laughs> the East West All Stars Award of this draft. <laughs> I saw that name. And I said, "Oh my god!" And if you don't see, if you don't see either Key or Peel saying that name, <laughs> Demavion Overshone, Texas. 
I saw that name, and I'm like, really? That's his real yeah. name? <laughs> East West All-Stars, baby. I'm telling you right there. That was the, so you, I don't know if you were thinking the same thing. but <laughs> I wasn't watching the draft at that point, but when I, oh, yeah. when I, I read the names of, of the draft, uh, of the kids drafted after the fact, and I saw that yeah. name, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. Especially that when the person the runs list. up there with the card, has to say it, and I'm watching it, and they're talking about because they messed up his name. Of course. His card, and then the people on the table, and I'm just, and I see the name up on the screen, and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> very, very strong East-West All-Stars right here. Jamar is Jamar, Jamar is Lamar. University of Middle Tennessee. The Wine Shower Handle. University of Southern Mississippi. Tingle McCringleberry, Penn State University. Le Carpetron Duke Marriott. Florida Atlantic University. The Dinklage Morgan, University of South Florida. Xmas Jackson Flaxen Waxen, California University of Pennsylvania. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have to work so hard to hold in just laughing out loud throughout that hook, <laughs> and that's just a, a snippet that is, of, that, yeah. of that particular. Uh, that's the first well, one they it, did. They've, they've because, done several since. Yes, they've done three or four. Um, <laughs> but they're perfect because the, 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 oh. it's, it's not just mocking the names that you'd hear, but it's mocking those dumb introductions that they started <laughs> with, like, with Sunday Night Football and stuff where these guys have to say their name and, and where they went. And it, yeah. it, it just, yeah, perfect. perfect. So there, there's a moment for you. We'll put a little levity into the broadcast. Oh, uh, absolutely perfect, which I, I don't know how to get into or, or segue into it, but you uh, were talking on the last show about the most recent uh, drop that you sent, and, and you uh, texted yeah. it to me, and it's uh, the long-lost drop that we've always talked about, which is uh, Dan Fielding on night court, uh, finding it within himself to uh, to get his, his loins in order and, and uh, shake off whatever uh, illnesses that he had. Wait, I feel better. Yes, yes, I can stand. I can walk. I can mumble. So now we can always refer to that when somebody is feeling better all of a sudden. We finally uh, have that drop. Yeah, and we don't go more than one or two shows, especially during football season, <laughs> without that somebody coming up. Comes off the injury list, wait. I feel yeah. better. That one, and then the the wait a minute, wait a minute, it wasn't supposed to go this far. <laughs> oh wait, is that, is that the new drop we have to go look for now? That 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 was the other one that sort of went hand in hand with that one. So, uh, that that was fun. Um, good yeah, to get finding a laugh. that. Yeah, find, find, finding that drop, and I was able to put it on there uh, on the soundboard. That that made me yeah. feel. Real good about that. I, I think we should have something celebratory to, to celebrate the fact that we got that drop off. <laughs> so that's how you know when you're listening to this show. <laughs> that you get that, that would, that, that's racist. Uh, <laughs> well, that, yeah. I don't think that would. That wouldn't play. Yeah, but that would. That would. Yes, it was. That wouldn't play anymore, would it? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that oh, entire yeah. cartoon actually would not cannot be played oh, yeah. ever again. Is that again. the one where he shoots the guy with the pen with the ink? Yeah. He starts doing the blackface uh, bit. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, he also does the uh, the the Chinese. They drop a symbol on his head and he goes into <laughs> all of that. And I'm not going to make that sound, but yeah, that oh. entire cartoon is basically banned. Yeah. Uh, but but we, we saw it when we were kids. Yeah. We grew up with that. You're wondering why old people are assholes? That's why. <laughs> we had no political uh, correctness back then. <sighs> well, yeah, that's uh, that's our uh, draft aftermath, unless you had any other uh, draft-related yeah, you know, thoughts. Once you start looking through, obviously, somebody from these late rounds is going to make a huge splash. Good luck if you can pick who it is. Um you have no way of knowing. We, if we would have sat here last year and been talking the praises of Brock Purdy, we would have been the right. smartest guy. You know, we'd probably have our own radio shows by now. But you can't no, we'd actually names. be rich. We'd be making money in Vegas if oh, we had yeah. that kind of uh, prognosticated power. As, as, as soon as he started, we'd be all oh, mad at Brock Purdy. Put all your money on Brock Purdy. He's the man. Put your money on it and double it down every week because that run they yes. went on with him was, was something. Let it ride. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you start looking through these late rounds. There's really no names that jump out to me. Nobody I know. Um, the 13 quarterbacks taken, most of these guys are random Allens uh, once you get yep. a certain weight. Yeah. I mean, this is three-quarters of these guys aren't even going to make the team's they're going to all get cut. So yep, I don't worry too much about figuring out who. Yeah. A lot of special teamers. That's, that's what you end up drafting a lot late. Mm-hmm. So special teamers and, 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 and alternative yeah, occupation cuts. guys, <laughs> practice, practice squad players and, and all that. But you know, somebody, somebody on these lists is going to make a splash, you know? I mean, we 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 see it every year. We give it. I give an award to it every year. Yep. You know, something that somebody is gonna to make a huge one. I had one a couple. I had James Robinson two or three years ago. Didn't even get drafted. UDFA. Uh, That's right. Rookie steal of the draft. Nobody even drafted him. So that would be less than one percent chance that he. Because if you're not drafted, point, then point you... one point one percent, <laughs> like Will Levis. So so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. So somebody, one of those day three guys, once you get through, you know, once you get into rounds, you know, four through seven, um, you know, we'll we'll know we we don't know who you are no now, but but we'll know your name at some point during the season, and uh, and good for you, we we salute you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, any thought on the Lamar Jackson deal, or is just he, he got his bag good for him? Yeah, I. I mean, we've talked it up and talked about it a lot. I, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have given him the bag, but they gave it to him. They got to own it now. John Harbaugh this whole time was like, no, he's our quarterback. He always was very dismissive of, of the rumors and any of that, that they were going to work this out. I, obviously, we still have problems with Lamar as far as health and leadership ability and, uh, you know, after this last season, potentially some honesty issues, which also goes hand in hand with leadership, you know, self-diagnosing, 
getting Still into Twitter Still waiting to hear from the Ravens doctors about that. Get, yeah, getting into Twitter. Yeah, but, you know, there's your wait, I feel better moment. Like, he got <laughs> his money? <laughs> wait. Oh, I feel his better. injuries have healed. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, here's $180 million guaranteed. Oh, oh my knees. Oh. 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 <laughs> wait, I feel better. <laughs> Yes, I can stand. I can walk. I can mumble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Negro mom went all the way to the bank right there. I can quarterback the Baltimore Ravens uh, <laughs> to a first round exit in the playoffs. Oh, oh see, you had well, to go there. That's his right. All that, of that this is, his is move. easy, but that's his move. Yeah. Or start fast and slow, hurt. That's been his move the last two years. Yes. Yeah. So we're both, yeah, I mean, we've talked and talked and talked about Lamar Jackson and then what you're going to get with him. So the, the Ravens, I don't, they, did, they didn't give him the mega deal. They, I, I think they escaped a little bit under, you know, they, they didn't have to go too crazy. They didn't have to guarantee him 250 years, but they still guaranteed him a shit ton of money. Um, they did. Um, Herbert's going to get more. Burrow's going to get they, more. Project's yeah. going to get more. Lawrence is going to get more. Yeah, Lawrence. I would say Burrow. Burrow's earned it. Allen has earned it because Allen was trash and has really turned himself around. Lamar has been there the whole time. Lamar has just not advanced, right? I don't look at Lamar any. Like he's the same guy as he was to me year two or year three, wherever it was, I mean, everything was always oh, taking that big step. And you'd see that for the first few weeks, every he Lamar Jackson, because of injuries, mostly hasn't really progressed much the last three years, four years. So that's what people want to see. People want to see the jump and now they're giving them weapons too. So they're all in, they gave them the money. They're, 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 they got him a first-round receiver. They signed him a receiver. He's got a top-tier, one of the top two or three tight ends in the game. He's got decent running backs when they can stay on the field. Now they have a problem staying healthy, too. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, I think it's going to just look like a lot of the same. You know, but but there are. that's why I said that that, that Zay Flowers pick was the uh, the no-excuses pick. All right, you because, got your weapons, no excuses. Yeah, because if you're still out there, 9 for 17 for 118 <laughs> yards, that's not going to work. Well, that's the two major question marks is why I I, I, I was with you. I, I was never all in on the love for Lamar. you got to give him what he asked for because he's an MVP and he's great and he's this and he's right. that. I, I, I always, we both always pump your brakes, hold on on it, but I could never also turn and completely put him down and say he's definitely out because there's two major question marks about his entire tenure in Baltimore. One is the receiving core. He's never had any receivers. And of course, he's not going to show any progress because he's sure. never had anyone to throw to. And two is uh, the offense. Now he's going to get a chance to run an offense different from Greg Roman. Greg Roman had all those years to try to figure out how to get the best out of him and couldn't do it. Not, not on a consistent basis anyway. And how, I mean, we spent like seasons 
and the only word that we could use to describe the Ravens' offense was broken. Just no identity. Just could not figure out what 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 are you trying to do? What are you doing? Yeah. So that hurts. To get a chance we, to... we we talk up John Harbaugh and that organization a lot, and we're not Ravens fans, but we're fans of the way they operate. And the, to see a team that's run that well and coached that well and ready for every just not get those results. Uh, that hurts, especially for you had him in the Super Bowl, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that did not Last go year. well. No, well, it's okay. Well, they got a chance now to get Todd Munkin in there uh, from Georgia, who yep. ran that offense in, in college. Apparently so. the Eagles couldn't sign him. <laughs> well, he's not on the defensive side, so no, oh, they, they weren't interested. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Philadelphia Bulldogs, it's all about the D over there. Um, but yeah, that, that's the other part of the no excuses too. Is let's get some new, uh, fresh eyes in there and, and fresh game plans, and let, let's see what Lamar does under some some new management, some new coaching, and now also with some new weapons and some actual wide receivers. So I, I don't think I'm going to do that again and pick him to go to the Super Bowl. But once again, I am hopelessly optimistic about the Ravens having sort of a bounce back comeback season. That's good. Uh, I'd like to see that. I mean, I think that football is better when 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 teams that are run the way they are and they're fun. When when they're good, they're fun. They should be rewarded. I I, I don't like I said we don't root for them. They're not our team, but it, it's okay. Like I like the, like, like the like, that's, that's right. Or like me like me with the Bills. Like admiring one that I called it, uh, but two. The, the results have been there and you've actually seen like, it's fun to watch that team go from, you know, nothing to something and actually have that progression. I, I guess we have a soft, I have a soft spot for that. We grew up watching the, the bulls, right? Sure. And you watch the progression, you know, they actually had to just, they had to climb the mountain. They just didn't buy the super bowl. They didn't do the Rams move, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, a ring's a ring. However you got I, it. I, I understand but now the Rams are a joke. Yeah, and they're still looking at that ring. Yes, they are, which is great for them, and you can never take it away. But I'm just saying, I, I admire watching that team that kind of like has that struggle each year and gets through the adversity. And it's like that's fun with the Bills, knowing that they're just going to keep having those those playoff clashes. And now you've got this sort of like Bills, Bengals, Chiefs thing going now, where they're just all going to beat the living hell out of each other every year for the next few years. It's going to be fun. Bills are a little different for you, though, because you're Hipster Jay. You're invested I, in their success because you saw them coming, and you've been on that bandwagon since long before anybody else. Yeah, I was calling I was calling this, what, two years before it happened? Like, But when they were bad, I was calling this. When Project really, really was a project. When you were laughing at me <laughs> about it, and now you're not laughing at Bills. me. Yeah. What are you talking about? So no, I yes, I'm a little more invested in that. But I'm you know the same thing with the with the Bengals. It hurts watching the Bengals not protect Joe Burrow, knowing what they could be if they protected him. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. They, they when might you, have they, they they they'd for sure have a Super Bowl win already if they could protect him. Right. Being that they were winning most of that Super Bowl against the Rams before he blew up his knee. And, and tried to yeah. gut that thing out immobile in most of the second half of that game, and still were winning that game up until what the last minute. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then to see it happen last season too was it, so that that's in, just as infuriating um, as watching the Ravens not be able to put things together. As watching a team like the Bengals, <laughs> you know, who are stubbornly not protecting their half a billion dollar or more quarterback at this point, they're going to get him killed. I agree 100%. That is so frustrating to see for for people like us who are zero percent football insiders, never been in a, a boardroom, uh, never been in a right. meeting, never coached anything, and even we can see clearly the the obvious weakness and the the obvious impediment to stopping the Bengals from being as great as they could be and stopping Joe Burrow from being as great as he can be. Um, and it's is is I don't think it's more frustrating that they tried and failed to, to address it, but it's, it might, it might be more frustrating. I, I can't decide if it would be more frustrating if they just ignored it and didn't give a damn. Uh, but the fact is they, they know what the problem is and tried to revamp the entire offensive line last year and still fucked up. And it's yep. like, what are you guys doing? Still can't. Yeah. And it's not that Joe Burrow just stands back there and holds onto the ball too long. He has you know, no time. He's, he's he looks up and, oh shit, well, here they come. The good news for the Bengals, we didn't talk about this, but they did address this in the draft. They drafted no offensive line. <sighs> Not a one. Oh, Bengals. Not Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. Yep. That is uh, – they drafted a putter. <laughs> drafted a wide receiver. Yeah. Drafted a running back. Drafted a whole lot of defensive backs. Not one <laughs> offensive lineman was drafted that, by the Cincinnati Bengals. That is derelict of duty. When you that address your hunting before you address your old line, yeah. that is derelict of duty. Well, that's okay, because they're going to be doing a lot of that. So <laughs> there, that's some forward thinking. You could go the other way and just protect your billion-dollar quarterback, but I guess that would be too obvious. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you were th- I set you up there thinking, oh, no, yeah, they, no, no, they didn't draft any. No, no. No, it would make too much sense. All right. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to address, or are we going to call it here? Uh, no, oh, my God. Bucks linebacker Shaq Barrett's two-year-old daughter dies after drowning in family swimming pool. Yeah, I saw that a little bit earlier. Yikes. That, yeah, duh. You know, at this no, no that, there is a there is a fam familial swimming pool in this family um, mm-hmm. at my wife's in law's house, and just thinking, you know, knowing that fear that oh, kids are swimming, you know, kids, oh, who's watching them? It's always that stuff. Just yep. seeing something like that, boy, that's a tough. Yeah, one. That, that that hits you a little different having children than me, but I had the in, in a coming from a completely different place. I had the exact same first thought when I saw that. Headline, which was, who the fuck is watching a two-year-old around the pool? Why why would someone let that happen? I remember my son jumping into that pool. That pool's only four foot. It's not a, you know. But he was little, and he jumped in without his floaty. And he was right in front of me. And and he just sank to the bottom like a rock, standing on the bottom of the pool. And just, he's standing right in front of me. So I grabbed him right away and pulled him out. But just for the seeing the terror in his eyes, just for that three or four seconds before I grabbed him and pulled him out of there. Um, Because you'd think that, you know, oh, little kid jumps in the pool, they can't swim, they're going to flail around. No, no, just sank right to the bottom. 
Yeah, like not if you're not strong enough to flail around. Standing, no. You know, his head was probably three or four inches beneath the surface. And he would have died like that if nobody was paying attention. Yeah, four feet is not much, but it's enough. Yeah, but unfortunately, he did this, you know, he jumped right in front of me, and I was right there. Right, right, right. Him out right away and put him up on the side and said, hey, you go, no, you go put on your, go put on your stuff, you know, go put on your floaties or your jacket or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, that, that that's, yeah, that's, that's a rough one. I, I know I'm a bad person sometimes, but that was my first thought when I saw that I was like, who let a two-year-old around a swimming yeah. pool? Doesn't it doesn't take long, and right. you know it, it, it happened. Well, what you find out is it can happen very silently, so it's not going to be this big commotion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're if you're distracted you, for one second, yeah. looking at something else, you look away. Yeah, yeah. Being being a parent is hard. <laughs> I've heard it's not easy. <laughs> you know, I'm I know nothing a, about it, but I've heard dealing with a you know cute factor right now. Is, Still wheelchair bound, so sure. You know, we got another possibly several weeks of this. You know, I mean, she doesn't, she can't even start rehab for another week and a half. Or they, mm-hmm. sorry, they won't even start to contemplate rehabbing her for a week and a half. She was excited today because we actually took her to the movies. All right, got her out the house. Uh, she got prime seat because you know they have these big theater. Uh, seating mm-hmm. seats now, so she got the handicapped spot, which is like dead, like the best spot in the movie theater. She's like dead center on the screen, right. dead center row. She's got this whole ten foot big gap in front of her. She's sitting there at the wheelchair with her leg out, and she had the best. She had the best seat in the theater. She loved mm-hmm. it. So it's like I need to break my leg more often. <laughs> she wants to go to more movies. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 I don't want to, I don't, no, no, just as bad as having a child like, in pain, you know, but yeah. she's put, she's doing it well. She's, 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 she's getting along. So and the week from tomorrow is like, she has her next follow-up. Everything is progressing. It's still hard for me to look at that just wound, you know, where they, they, they cut her open. So I know your wife put that up on Facebook and I'm like, Ooh, that is yeah. nasty. Yeah. Well, I just think back to the last time you saw, you know, either one of them. I mean, they were both very little. Yeah, it's been five years, I think. At least. At least. <laughs> Maybe been a more. long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. So, yeah, we got to get down there, get them down there when you come up. Um, I know we're talking about for sure next year making the, my, my pilgrimage for the draft a, a more of a, like all of us going down okay so at least for sure we're going to be doing that but my wife is also uh has a hankering for some corkies <laughs> sure so uh, corkies will always be there, uh, there waiting for there you been, guys there have been discussions along those lines because we're going to florida in uh october so there have been some okay. discussions that we may have to make a detour through your area on the way home you guys are driving to florida yes of course i don't fly <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot you hate flying. I'm not um, last resort. <laughs> okay, Plus, no, I also that's... like to be more mobile. And by the time you buy plane tickets and you go through all that, and then you rent a car, so you might as well right. just drive. If, if, if you're up for 20 hours of driving, okay, you, you love I've, driving, though. I used to live in Montana. <laughs> yeah, and come back periodically, so I can handle the driving. It's my back, ask... question. Ah, 
Uh, I was going to ask what you guys are doing uh, uh, Thanksgiving week. I don't know if you had a chance to get away uh, down to Chicago, because uh, but I know we're we're definitely going to be up there uh, Thanksgiving week at my uncle's house. So. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, that's like I have to work. Oh, yeah, that's your prime. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, especially if it's the day after. The days, then mm-hmm. a couple of days beforehand, not so bad. But, yeah, Black Friday, mm, no, I have to work. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I was, I was going to say maybe uh, early in the week, but that's not like a, a a little quick drive for you guys. That's six hours south, so. No, four. Okay. Well, although your uncle's like the other side. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's not uh, right in Chicago. It's uh, no. another uh, forty yeah. minutes south of Chicago. But I get, I can get from here without without major stops, just like a gas stop or something, into the suburbs of Chicago in about four hours flat. So it's not that bad. Okay, well, something to, something to consider. Uh, but we'll I know that because I breezed for... that the morning. Uh, well, I mean, after the draft, because I didn't stay the second night. There's no reason to. Right. Um, I just left. So, you know, we, we just got everybody, you know, collected up and I headed home and I got home. Yeah, we got home really quick. That was a nice, fast drive home. Uh, and the other thing I hadn't mentioned from the last show, which I'm only bringing up because I want the attention and the glory and the thanks. Uh, how'd you enjoy the uh, coffee that I sent you? Oh, man. <laughs> that stuff's dynamite. In fact, it's so good. I you know, when that, it's something I've had, I've only had it twice. Today was the second time. Um, that's going to be something that I have once in a while um, versus having every day. Cause that, that'd be too expensive. Cause I, you could buy that stuff on Amazon. Um, I looked up the brand and everything. Yeah. They, they sell it on there, but man, it ain't cheap. Um, no. So I don't know how, how much it sets you back buying it right from the source, but. No, that that wasn't the problem. It cost me way more to ship it to you than it did to buy at oh. the store. <laughs> uh, but your problem is you're not buying it at the store. You're sh- you're shipping it from Colombia, which is even more expensive. Yeah, uh, I want to say that yeah, same that same twelve ounce bag that you shipped me on Amazon's like twenty five bucks. That's a lot for twelve. That ounces is a lot. Of coffee. I, I did not pay anywhere near that at the store. Yeah, makes yeah, it, it's. Everything has advertised. Even well, you were even talking about how good it smelled just in the bag, sitting in your house. So I brought it back from Colombia. You, uh, upon request from you, you text me while I'm in Colombia. Hey, give me some real Colombian you're coffee Columbia, while you're there. I need coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did just that. Ass and get me some coffee. <laughs> you didn't say all that, thankfully. Um, so I, I bring it back from the trip, and I'm. With, with, with the intention of holding it here at the house until I got to see you face to face at the draft. Um, and while it's sitting here in the, in this spare bedroom, which is the same place I do the, uh, the podcast and where I watch all my sports and whatnot. Yeah. It's just sitting here on the, on the uh, spare bed on the day bed, just making the entire room smell like excellent a one Colombian coffee all the time. And I'm like, God damn, that shit smells good. Um, and the only reason I didn't buy any for myself because I was so damn tired at that leg of the uh, of the of the day. Oh, <laughs> so I sure. didn't think to I didn't think to buy any for myself. I just bought the one bag. I was just happy to buy the one bag for you and get out of there and go and, and get back to the room. Uh, so yeah, I was sitting here for the, the for the several weeks until the draft. Then 
the draft happens and the flight gets canceled, my flight gets canceled, and we don't have the face-to-face meeting. So now it's still sitting here in my room. I'm like, damn it. So now I, I knew, you know, if it, if it was ever going to get to you, I was going to have to just go to the post office and, and ship it to you. So I finally wound up doing that. And I'm, I'm glad that it made it there in one piece and everything uh, worked out and, and that you uh, you guys enjoyed it very much. No, it is it is it is excellent. It is uh, as advertised, as good as you'd expect it to be, straight from the source. And there will definitely be more of that in my future. Um, it, it, it's it's the real deal. It, it's good stuff. It, it smells it's like not even shit. brown when you open up the bag. It's almost red. Wow. It's even That's got a different color. I mean, yeah, it, it's got just this different tone to it. It's got this very earthy look, and and yeah, you just as soon as the bag opened up and I got to see, I be in the coffee business. So you open that up and like, mm, that's the <laughs> stuff right there. Cause I, I contend that, that good coffees and, and good mattresses and a good night's sleeps and stuff like that. You never notice them when you're having them. You notice them when you go back to the bad shit. Oh yeah. So a good cup yeah. of coffee is just a good cup of coffee. I, I, Cause I, uh, Hawaiian coffee, right? Kona coffee, very similar. It's like, this stuff's just so smooth and it's good. And it's like, okay, yeah, that was a good cup of coffee. And the next day you get up and have the not version of that coffee. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's what I did. Yeah. That stuff's burning the back of your throat. And, yeah, yeah. That's when you notice, so you notice bad coffee the same way you notice like a bad, a bad mattress, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's not when you're there. It's when you're not there. I, I completely understand that. Get on some of these hotel beds, and you're like, oh boy, do I miss my bed at home? <laughs> yes, that's so bad. I, I love my mattress, and some you know we always take those things for granted. And mm-hmm. the only time I really notice my mattress is when I I'm not sleeping on it. Exactly. Uh, I, I hear it's, you. It's, it's the same thing with really good coffee. You notice it when you're drinking Folgers crystals. But I don't drink Folgers crystals, but I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. If you're going back to some oh. U-band in the can, <laughs> you notice the difference. Uh, all right. Is that, uh, is that about it? I don't think we have yeah. anything else. You got me on a coffee rant. So <laughs> There we go. Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I think we're about done here. Very, uh, very similar uh, to the end of the football season. We're probably coming up on one of our long, like a, like a little bit more of a dry spell here. Yeah, after the uh, draft, we kind of meander about uh, in the wilderness uh, through the yeah. month of May. Yeah, we just have um, that internal clock that goes off. And, yeah, we should do a show. Yeah, should, yeah, probably three, four weeks or so from now. Yep. Yep. We'll toss one up sometime between now and the end of May. But for sure, there will be a May show. We have the NFL schedule comes out this month for anybody who cares. And baseball's actually, you know, it's. I, I already had somebody offer me a dump trade in our league. I'm like, wow. no, no, no. Somebody already made one, which was shocking enough. Right. A, a week or two ago. And the of course, just the first started. place. And, and, well, not only did I get offered a dump trade, it's a bad trade offer so <laughs> it's like okay i'm giving you all of this and i'm getting oh nothing great <laughs> i'll think hey. i'll roll the dice you never know unless you ask right it's true there's still a lot of season left um yeah yeah it just guys, yeah it's april i mean you can't even right. really start to get a sense i don't even really get that big of a sense we'll sometimes say memorial day but you really don't get that true sense of where things are shaking up until 4th of July. You could have a hot next two weeks and be in first place. And, 
Correct. And if I dump, I, I'm not one of these who dumps everything for everything. I dump a piece for something and then another piece for something. I'm just not going to trade everything I have for one deal when I can easily pluck off pieces, you know. It just, so Yeah, that's what the, a lot of the, those guys want. They want you to wrap up like every good player on your team uh, yes. and, and lasso all of them to, to that one person. And then in exchange, they'll give you like three young garbage. Garbage, garbage players and some draft yeah. picks. And not even and not even their prime cheap right. players either. Like they're right. sort of like ancillary pieces that you probably wouldn't keep the next year anyways. The guys that um, they would cut in order to bring on all the talent that you're trading them in the first place. Uh yes. <laughs> just the, how that works. Just the just the fact that they actually even had Liam Hendricks attached to that offer. I'm like, no. Oh. Oh, yeah, they're really trying to fleece you. Yeah, yeah. He's already in rehab starts. Uh, rehab. Oh games wait, now. he's over his cancer and he's striking out guys in the minors. Hey, I think you should trade him to me now. Yeah, yeah I think you should trade him that eight dollar closer that you picked up. <laughs> no, 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 no. So that we'll then have so Liam Hendricks and Joanne Duran on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like I said, for fifteen dollars total. Everything could turn around that fast. It, 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 you know, it, it, it's so early yeah. in the season that you you, you got to wait and see if your guys are going to jumpstart and turn it around. Like, and it works the other way too. Like the Pittsburgh Pirates are in first place. That that's not Correct. going to yeah. last. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know I know. Uh, and the Rays can't stop. Do our, this is why when we do our and, except for today. And baseball is interminably long compared to football. But even in yeah. football, that's why we have. I have the award I give out every year for the. I can't believe it happened this year because it feels so long ago. This mm-hmm. is that stuff right now that would get that award. Remember when the Pittsburgh Pirates were in first place and couldn't be beat? Yeah. Yeah. Three or months the Diamondbacks. Now. Get back to. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, come on. <sighs> Very long season, and it just any, it basically any just team, any team can have an 18-9 and nine section of their season, uh, except for the Tigers, the, you know, <laughs> A's. The A's won't. Oh, um, oh the A's But I'm just saying, most teams are capable of winning 18 out of 27 games at some point during the season. Correct. We just happen to have a couple of teams who've done it now. Now, contrast that with the Rays, who are legitimately good. And also we'll hot. Prob- and hot, we'll have stretches like they're having now probably multiple times throughout the season. <laughs> right. And that's how you go to the playoffs. Exactly. But the Pirates and the Diamondbacks are both capable of the opposite. Well, I don't think the Rays are capable of a of a 5-20 and 20 stretch. Probably not. Uh, but it's not like they're going to go, you know, 120 and 40 either. Like, they're no. going to they're going to have they'll their have 500 stretches. stretches. Yeah, they'll have stretches where they where they win, you know, 11 out of 25 games or something. Yeah. You know, where they they don't get to play the Natnals and the Reds every series, you know. And the White Sox. Did, yeah. The white, uh, boy, what happened to your White Sox? You know what happened today? I I bet on the, buck, on, the on the Tampa Bay Rays. That's what happened today. And they beat them. And, then, of course, they beat them. They, they were down they four in the ninth and came back ninth. and beat them. Yeah. yeah, they put up a seventh spot in the ninth. I saw that. <laughs> Only because I, I, right. I if I didn't know, I would I, I should have known that you had money yes. on the Rays. <laughs> yeah, 
You could have guessed. How did that happen? Oh, well, Dre, Dre had that money on. Yep. Oh, Dre had money on the race. Oh man. <sighs> you know, let's, let's not get into gambling. Well, if you want the White Sox this. to climb back into this thing, just start betting on the teams they're playing. I don't have that kind of money, man. I can't pull them out of the, the doldrums. <laughs> that's, that's 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 some uh, some Warren Buffett money to, to do that. I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, they're they're bad. They're they're special bad right now. I thought they had. I thought I was singing the praises of that pitching staff. Um, oof. Mm. not good. One of the mm. podcasts that I listen to, one of the more fantasy themed podcasts I listen to, the guys are uh, every week going, well, I guess it really wasn't Tony the Roos's fault. <laughs> they're just bad. Well, Tony the Roos has sucked and they're bad. Multiple Correct. things can be true. Is, yes. <laughs> but I get what they're saying. Yeah, like yeah. They, they, everybody, like they're saying, like, no, no, we thought he'd leave down, and they would like tap into all this talent that they have, and it's just not happening. Not yet. It, again, they're it's just, still early, so it, it might correct. happen. But, How many teams that are awful right now, yeah, are still going to be around in September fighting for playoff spots? One, because we've expanded the playoffs so a lot, and two, because most of what happens in April doesn't matter. Not indicative of the whole season. Right. You're going to have guys are starting. Guys are going to get called up. Things are going to change. People are going to come back from being hurt. Guys are going to get hurt. Yeah, it's baseball. So so there's our baseball. So there's our baseball podcast and thoughts uh, at the end of the football podcast. Preview of mostly what we talk about during the summer. We talk a lot of baseball. Yeah, pretty much. So, all right, now I'm done. All right. Now now we're, now we're both done. Uh, So that was our, uh, Football draft aftermath or, or, or draftermath. Uh, looking back at the proceedings and the the media coverage of the draft, which was more of a joke this year than ever because of the whole ESPN uh, analytics of Will Levis getting drafted, which is based on absolutely nothing. Uh, so at least we all we all got to laugh at that. All right. Now I'm done. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of the much less detailed podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we don't know when we'll be back for our next show, but it'll be somewhere down the road, probably no less than a month from now, no more than a month from now. Uh, We'll probably talk a lot of baseball, because that's what's going on in the summer. And we will talk to you whenever that is. It snowed here today. It's summer! What the hell? Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.